0: Blog Talk Radio
1: And this is the January 3rd, 2014 edition of Don't Let It Go Unheard. 2014, I say let's make it the year where we say no to Orwellian crony capitalist, egalitarian statists, all these jerks of all political parties. Let's make it the year where we reclaim with moral righteousness, even if we're not able yet to fully enjoy it. Our Rights to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Our Own Individual Happiness. If you want to see what we're going to talk about on today's show, go to my blog, DontLetItGo.com. Check out the post at the top. That's for today's show, and you'll see the links to all the stories that we plan to discuss. Please join in live as well at the chat room over at Blog Talk Radio, or you can call in, and please do call, 760 888-5817. 888-5817. Again, that's 760-888-5817. So, Bosh, I don't know if you saw that there was this link going around the predictions. Did you introduce me or no? Oh, did I not introduce you? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm maybe you did. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if I did. This is cartoonist Bosh Boston. For those Hello, of you everyone. who have listened throughout the last year, you know who he is. But yeah, he joins me in studio regularly to discuss the news of the day. And I don't know if you saw this, Bosh, but Around Facebook, there was this link going around, Isaac Asimov's predictions for what 2014 would look like. I
2: did see that. I just didn't uh,
1: read it. You didn't take a peek no. at it? Well, there were just a couple things I think worth talking about. One was that Asimov apparently you know, sort of accurately predicted that there would be use of robots in our homes but that the robots still wouldn't be very well developed. They'd be kind of clumsy and not able to do very much. Now, even Asimov predicted that we would have, say, a robot that could go around and pick up some yeah. stuff, too. All I know right now is the robots that do vacuuming. Do yeah. you know of robots doing anything else in the home?
0: No. No.
1: So, and and apparently they're pretty good, some of these, and I know that I now have friends that are asking that they be given gifts of these robots vacuum cleaners right. and such. I think it'd be fun to try. I've never tried one, but there was that. The other thing that he predicted, and it hasn't come true at all, is something... That,
2: that we'd be uh, free?
1: Well, there'd be, that. That, 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 we'd be, be uh, <laughs> that.
2: that they would abide by the Constitution, politicians? Anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that
1: would be nice. But you know, he, it, was, it was talking about from kind of the yeah. high-tech standpoint of a, right. that a science fiction writer could get into. And he was talking about the the idea of having people live underground and, you know, their homes would be underground and on the surface would be the area reserved for vast agricultural crops, hmm. park areas that people could enjoy, the nature and the outdoors, et cetera, and that we'd be, you know, taking advantage of technology to allow us to live primarily underground. I don't... What do you think of that?
2: That doesn't appeal at all. It sounds like you're... Hiding from the world, like you're in a nuclear fallout sh- shelter.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what it comes off like to me. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think he was just reaching. He, he needed to write something down, so I guess he said, "Well, how about everyone lives underground?"
1: Well, he might have thought that there was so <clears throat> much overcrowding. Uh, yeah, but that that's why you know you you, could, need,
2: you need every inch of land. You know what I mean? Is that the idea? Yeah, to that, to, to uh, plant stuff. I don't know.
1: I mean, if you think about it, if, if really you're not concerned with, you know, having, for instance, your own vast yard for yourself. Yeah, and windows. And How about having, windows? Well, and windows that go to the outside. But, he, you know, he was saying basically that you could control the light indoors to such an extent. I guess. That, but little did he know that they would ban the reveal bulbs, yeah. which are the light bulbs that actually look right. appealing to you and not look like some sort of crazy fluorescent blue blech. You know, this idea that you would just throw away the aesthetic enjoyment yeah. of a physical structure of a house that you would look at, right. you know, you, you wouldn't see that in an no. underground dwelling.
0: No,
2: not at all. So
1: there's that. But maybe he counterbalances that with, well, the aesthetics of the nature and outdoors that people need to enjoy is going to, but I, I don't you know. You can always
2: endure both. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like when, when people say nature or man-made, well, you can enjoy both. Yeah. You know, you 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 can, and there's vast lands. I mean, untouched land still. If you drive through the country, cross country, right? It's a- endless. How much land there still is that that's uh, untouched, that's quote unquote virgin land. So.
1: And could be used for parks and enjoyment or anything. agriculture, et cetera. And I if mean, you want, use, yeah. I I'd much rather see them use the science to make better use of land for whatever purpose: agricultural, yeah. enjoyment, anything else. Maybe create big domes so that you could enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. But to put our homes underground that's like just... <laughs> it's like we're
2: burying our burying ourselves prematurely, you know? Yeah. We're still alive but it's like a nice big coffin. You know? What I mean it's really big though. You can watch T V you know what I mean you can do all the things. You won't just just sit there and just waste away, right? Is that what it is?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean maybe so
2: a future coffin where you can live in your coffin, yeah. <laughs> if if you die, don't have to if bury If you it. die,
1: you're just, right. They just, they just lock it. up the door and you're done. Di- oh, it's that's, a, that's it's like a, really morbid. So he
2: was preparing. Okay, I, I see what he was doing. I see. So he was making incredibly large elaborate coffins. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: or he was imagining them. I don't know. It's terrible. The other thing is, to the extent that he was imagining robot technology to be further along by today than it is.
2: Yeah, well, the flying cars thing, you know. You know, everyone everyone had that thought from what, um, like, uh, as soon as cars probably began, they right. projected. And uh, we probably could have gotten there. You know, I, I mean, there's this plane car that's out there well, right now. Let I me mean,
1: think about this. The drones, right? The yeah. drones are out there. They're going to maybe start delivering packages if, you, if our government yeah. allows it to, to happen. Right. And so the only point I was going to make was that and to the extent that we don't have the robot technology, doing all this stuff. Yeah, I guess you could think of the drones as that. I think it's because government is in the yes, way. Yes, absolutely right. Government is in the way of some of the progress oh, no doubt that about Asimov it. would have predicted. We, I, am, I am glad we, we aren't living underground, though. I'm glad.
2: Yes, but uh, the idea, I mean, it's true. Government has definitely stifled so many potential innovations that would have been astounding. I mean, it would have been unbelievable by now. And still, what we have is incredible, but imagine what we would have had if we had the freedom to go out there and produce, and you know, individuals knowing that they wouldn't get the kind of crap that they get from government.
1: Right. Right. Just, just
2: go out there and go forward and create.
1: Yeah.
0: So.
2: Endless.
1: I would, I would definitely like to see these technologies develop further, but I don't think we're going to see it unless and until you know, not see it at the rate that we could no. until government. I mean, government gets out seems like way. it's
2: here to stop progress, especially the quote-unquote progressives.
1: Now let, let's let's talk about the show. 2013, 2014. 2013 is the year in which I became a guest host along yeah. with Bosch for the first time. So we've been hosting over for Tammy Bruce, which has been a great, great experience, and we see more of that coming in 2014. Also, thanks to listener support, yeah. we have upgraded the Blog Talk Radio account, which has increased some exposure for the show. Uh, The other thing that it has done, the support that you give to the show, is allowed us to upgrade some equipment and also upgrade the Internet connection. We upgraded the Internet connection earlier this year. We're upgrading equipment in the process of that now, and you should hear the results of that next week i'm not playing any audio clips this week <laughs> last week when i played that snowden clip it was pretty bad yeah
2: pretty bad with my uh, I, I listened back it was pretty bad
1: my old sausage way of doing that yeah. I, I do recommend people listen to that snowden thing whenever they need a little bit Altruity. of uh motivate yeah motivation but no yeah i've got the link over on my blog so you can check it out let's look at the terminology right again for the title for today's show it's Say no to Orwellian crony capitalist egalitarian status Hmm. of all parties. And I think 2014 is the year that we say no to them. Not that I mean we're going to necessarily win the way we want to in the polls, that all the good candidates are going to win politically speaking. But I say if we get ourselves in the mindset where we consistently speak out and reject these people in principled terms, First of all, we're going to feel much better
0: yeah.
1: uh but second of all, it's going to, I think, have an effect on people. You're going to say, "Hey, you guys aren't going to continue to roll over me, to steal from me and pretend that you have my sanction. It is over uh, I think I, I should add spy on me, of course.
2: No, I think that's true. I think uh, people are getting together and they're they're actually fighting this. I mean they're we're we're pissed off. People now, well, Americans are really pissed off, and uh, the government has uh, ignored that in a lot of ways.
1: Let's back up for a second because Elliot here in the chat room over at Blog Talk Radio posted something about the idea of living underground. He said that in the Australian outback there is an entire community that lives underground. Looks totally cool. I could see, you know, for certain purposes and in certain terrains that that might be something that's nice, but I just don't see people en masse deciding that they want to give up on the idea of the cool architecture of a home that's above ground, the structures. So I'd be interested, Elliot, if you've got a link to something of you know sure. what this looks like. You do you in. do you have any? I mean, it, it's true that the interior architecture
2: no, of it could, could be, be really
1: cool, but I also like seeing oh, the yeah. kind of melding of the indoors and the outdoors and some of especially you know again the Frank Lloyd Wright and all of the oh, yeah. wonderful very modern appear. looking structures that you can get today. And and I just don't see how you get that underground. So
2: you just mentioned about the uh, the idea. That this is the year where we're more or less we're fed up and. um yeah. You know the the one good thing about the best thing I think about a, a Rand Paul and a, a Ted Cruz and a Mike Lee is that we can get better politicians than those three in 2014 and beyond because these guys already established that they can you know, get off get off the grind. They can actually there are non John Boehner's out there. You know what I mean there there is a Ted Cruz. And they all have their flaws. I mean, the, right now they're all pretty much well. At, at least Ted Cruz and Rand Paul are pretty much equal now. With their all their little mess ups here and there. Uh, Mike Lee, I think, went off the deep end with that with that crap that he pulled, that uh, your own and. Um, and I think Don wrote the piece, was that them?
1: Right, right, right. about the egalitarianism, because it, it is about to bite him in Absolutely. the butt. Absolutely,
0: and it, rightfully and, so. And
1: we'll, and we'll see that soon, because I've got a story from The Guardian okay. UK today that's going to show exactly how this is going to bite him and other senators I mean, who buy, buy into that crap. There's gonna one bite thing, him in
2: the butt. so a Ted Cruz will be getting more Ted Cruz, but also I think potentially better ones. A better Ted Cruz is out there. And he might have been inspired by by Ted Cruz. So we'll see where it goes. Right. right. But we, we can't just hinge everything on this individual Ted Cruz because he's you know he's been a little off.
1: Let's do some terminology disclaimer. He's still the best,
2: here. but he's still he, he's right, a little off.
1: Right. Let's do some disclaimer stuff up front here. Which is first of all Orwellian. Orwellian has yeah. been the term that we use to Always. refer to. A, a, yeah, a, a culture of spying, yeah. a culture of political correctness. I'm assuming that that's really not an act, accurate term in the sense that this is not what Orwell wanted. It's what he no. predicted right. is the is right. the bad future. So I don't even know it's if like, that's a fair term. It's like to someone use.
2: referring right now to as Randian. I mean, I mean, pe- people could. I mean, I haven't heard use like it. Yet.
1: Like if uh, if if somebody who's you know doing like the evil, the you know the the villains in Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. If if it's someone like that, and you say Randian. That would be wrong, right? Yes, it would so, be. So to say Orwellian of these people, it's it's kind of a, a slap to Orwell. But that is how that is the term that people use to refer to a dystopian sort of society where you've got the political correctness, you've got the massive government surveillance, right, right without any probable cause, no particularized suspicion. And, you know,
2: it can only get worse. I mean, these guys will not pull back at this point. <laughs> I mean, NSA and the others, and, and our government the way it is, they won't say, oh, you know what, we, we went too far, we're going to pull back. no, no. They have, to be, they have to be rolled back, forced they, back. They
1: have to be forced back, and I, By think, I think I think this year that there is the potential.
2: I think so too.
1: For America, along with the media and the tech industry, to push that back. So we'll talk about that in a second. And then the other terminology.
2: Architect. Uh,
1: oh, excellent. Elliot has posted Earl. here over in the chat room at Block Talk Earl Radio. Says that. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll look at that. In yeah. a second. But Elliot has posted a cool. link thank to you, what Elliot. it looks like over here. So thank you, Elliot. And then Earl in the chat room, who has a lot of knowledge about architecture, says that also in a lot of areas, the ground is completely unsuited to living in. Yeah. So if the bedrock is relatively high and close to the surface, yeah, you couldn't even right. uh, get underground. That would be pretty hard to do. Anyway, we'll we'll see. I I just find that a little a little bit odd, and I'm assuming that Earl Plum, would like yeah. to be kept in business yeah, too. And, and everyone
2: everyone will be living in their mother's basement type thing. I mean, is that mean is that what the name of these structures are called? Mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ha, have the, we will all be living. You know, in mother's I basement.
1: actually did for a short period of time live in my parents' basement, oh, that's and I remember painting one of the walls red, <laughs> which was a really horrible choice because it makes <laughs> you know too dark on the wall. All kinds of horrible things. Anyway, we'll go back. So the other term that I wanted to have a little disclaimer about was the term crony capitalism. Everybody knows what that means now. It means that although you're pretending that you've got a free market capitalism, what you have instead is you have government giving favors to people, corporations, whoever, who are friendly with the government. You've got the government using power that it shouldn't have to grant special favors.
0: Yep. In, in other, other words,
1: steal from some and give to another. Pull. Yeah. Politicians. The, everybody knows what this is. The question is, what term would you use otherwise?
2: I mean, it's, it 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 spits on the idea of capitalism just by using the the term itself, right. as if it is some different form of capitalism. No, it's not. It's like socialist capitalism. It's not, or government capitalism. You right. Know? Or even even you know government cronyism. I guess one could use that term. I mean, government cronyism in terms of.
0: Uh, I don't know, Maybe government cronyism.
1: Maybe government cronyism could be a good term Maybe. for it. And we're into terminology now after we had that debate the other week, but you know, I'm I'm completely open to the idea this is the wrong term. Cronyism by itself I think is not good because crony no. just means a buddy. Exactly. So what is it that you're doing with your buddy? Right. Um you're warping capitalism, okay, but that's not really what people people think, Oh yeah, capitalism, oh, it probably goes along with this crony stuff. Yep. It's
2: no, it's, it's good there's good capitalism bad cap no. Capitalism is capitalism. Right. It's not good or bad, you know. Good versions and bad versions. It's like uh, you know the 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 Islam terminology that that we've been debating also. There is right. Islam,
1: right. Period. So there should be something. Uh, government cronyism could be good. That's not bad. Not bad at all, but it's 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 something beyond that too, because it's you know violating rights in order to supposedly favor the interests of one party over the other. Yeah,
2: and then and, also you know with the with the benefit of pretending that you're helping others, you know. It's like these these hacks. By the way, Robert says, how about we make politicians live underground? We could throw in a bunch (laughs) of university professors, too. (laughs) That's right. I could see that.
1: Oh, I live in the Parisian just, You know what? There. To not
2: see their faces, you know, not see their face, not hear their voices. Just...
1: You know what? They would be safe from the tornadoes, so let's sell that to Boom. all That's of it. the global warming, <laughs> climate change. <laughs> That's right. So, hey,
2: why do you guys live there?
1: If you live underground, yeah. you won't despoil the surface. Yeah. Maybe there was a little bit of uh, environmentalism oh, no. and asthma off there. Uh, you won't despoil the surface, and moreover, you'll be safe from all the... <laughs> Horrible consequences of of climate change. I, I could tell you though, there are probably some people right now in the Northeast who mm, wouldn't mind
2: right, right now. living
1: underground a little bit right now because it's probably a little bit warmer if you can uh,
0: right.
1: heat everything. Have the ground service as, as insulation. Will let Earl tell me if I'm wrong about that. <laughs> but anyway, that was you know just a little bit. So uh, it's you know supporting the show in terms of I put that link there only because if you want to help this show develop go ahead and contribute a little bit more, but let's go on to the substance of today's show, now that we had our little terminology disclaimer. First of all, about the Orwellian aspect, we have seen just this week indications that we have both the major media, mainstream media, and the tech industry starting to turn on government, push back on government, on the issue of government surveillance, and if you go over to news sandwich my nice little news blog where i try to sandwich mm-hmm. a piece of yucky yucky horrible news good
2: news then bad news then good news
1: yeah in between two pieces of good news first of all we had the new york times this week come out with an editorial board opinion piece you know it's a, it's an actual editorial by the new york times editorial board and they came out in favor of snowden basically getting a pardon yeah. At least they said a much shorter sentence, at right. least, if, right. not a, if not a full pardon. That's a
0: good and thing. And the,
1: the title was Edward Snowden Whistleblower, talks about, in particular, the value of the information that he has given over and gives a huge list of the various things that would not have happened but for Snowden, right. things also that he's pointed out Uh, members of government doing wrong, some of which hasn't been addressed at all. So Alexander, who's the head of the NSA, I guess lied, Mm. and nobody's ever done anything to address the fact that he has lied. Certainly, if you have somebody who's, what, a general, who's the head of the NSA, who's lied to the American people, lied to Congress, that is probably more serious than what Snowden did. And it was was the
2: Republicans' job to do something about it, and they haven't because they're Republicans.
1: Right, I mean, they could easily start something. They in absolutely Congress. can. Well, or the Democrats.
2: Yeah, but the Democrats will cover for their boy because they think this is uh, it's, it makes Obama look bad. So therefore, we don't want to get involved with that. Whereas Republicans have, they, I mean, they've had so many opportunities to take down this this president in all seriousness, and they have refused to,
0: right. because
2: they don't to you accused of being something they, they 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 think they might be quote unquote racist. I mean, I mean, I mean they might be afraid of the term because maybe they are. I mean, who knows? I want to say, if you're gonna let that dictate your actions, the fear of being called racist, then you might be a racist. I mean, just do your damn job.
1: Yep, they they definitely need to do their job, and the New York Times is calling them on it with respect to this one particular issue. Anybody who has been calling Snowden a traitor, hmm. who said that he should be hung.
0: Oh.
2: I think someone said it, literally.
1: Called out by this
2: lousy, editorial. Lousy, lousy I mean, attitude about it. And these are some influential people, some decent people also, who have gone that route of vilifying him. Obama, they, don't, they would never vilify him that way, ever. But this, this known guy, they would. That's just unfair.
1: And the New York Times doesn't go as far as I do. Because of
2: course they won't. No, for instance, they won't. One,
1: one thing that they listed, they said, you know, look at all these great things that have come out of what Snowden has done. And they actually talk about the report that was generated by that phony board that Obama put together, you know, to examine the activities of the NSA and tell. Yeah, I'm sure that the report speaks in terms about we need reform and all this, but the actual proposals are not going to curtail the activities of the NSA very much. But, you know, their point is, look, you know, even you government people have acknowledged that what Snowden has done, the, the information right. that has come out of it has generated some value. Oh, yeah. And if that's really true, then he doesn't deserve to have Absolutely the type of not. life that he's having. I, I really love uh, this particular sentence. It says, it says, considering the enormous value of the information he has revealed and the abuses he has exposed, Mr. Snowden deserves better than a life of permanent exile, fear, And
2: flight. Absolutely. End quote. I mean, most of our politicians deserve that life. Right. You know, they deserve it.
1: And I watched, there was actually a listener, Craig, posted to the comment section of last week's show a link to the video of uh, Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Glenn Greenwald gave the keynote address at a conference of tech hacker privacy, you know, expert types that was going on in, in Europe. And Greenwald discussed the idea that Snowden gave clear principles as to when they should and should not publish Mm -hmm. a piece of information that he leaked. Right. And, and, and so so they said, you know, basically that you have to follow these things. You can't do anything that's going to hurt anybody. You can't do anything that's going to allow other governments to do the kind of spying that the U S so basically don't give away secrets, you know, he, he put restrictions on it, and it was clear from what Greenwald said that Greenwald himself didn't necessarily agree with the restrictions. Greenwald himself also said that he admired Wikilinks
2: right. and
1: Manning. Right. which he's, are, he's
2: a leftist, that's why. Right, right. He's an anarchist almost.
1: But nonetheless, to Greenwald's credit, he said that he respects Snowden as an autonomous individual whose interests – shouldn't be overrun in favor of the cause.
2: Well Snowden seems so far more principled than the yes, other hacks. Yes. Oh I mean it just does and, and is.
1: So everything that I know about him, he had the goal, the end goal of telling the public yep. about these abuses by our government. He has done what he thought in his judgment was necessary and the New York Times agrees. I mean, it's not like they agree with me. They don't listen to my show. Yeah, the, I, wish, I wish they the, did.
2: They've come late in the game here also, just for record. True. Uh, very late, after it's safe and sound to say this, but anyway. Maybe. Yeah, it is.
1: Um, but, but they said that –
2: They know that there's a the wave going, that there's an appreciation for what it, it, and Americans do appreciate it, no matter what we're told. I mean, what we're told is BS.
1: It could be. It could be. You know, there was a recent story about a whistleblower's email having been hacked and deleted and stuff. So maybe they feel like yeah. whistleblowers need some defense here. But you know, I've been talking about for some time that since it's true, as John Bolton has said so right. many times on the air, that all three branches of government have signed off on as this. As if that it. Right. Well, that that's appeal to authority. Yes. That's garbage. But. It can be used against Bolton's yes. argument because if it's true that all three branches signed off, then, then he could not, Snowden could not go the standard whistleblower route absolutely. and go to his supervisor and the blah, blah, blah. Yep. He could not do that.
2: It's a great point.
1: Right? Because all three branches yep. sign off. And what the New York Times reports are two different things. First of all, that the so-called whistleblower executive order that Obama signed, that they have been saying, apparently Obama said, you know, why I protect whistleblowers, why didn't he just, you know, tell his supervisor? Mm-hmm. First of all, the New York Times points out that um, the statute, excuse me, the executive order did not apply to contractors, only to intelligence community oh, right, right. personnel. So that's the first thing. Second thing is they said that
0: Limited Snowden
1: amount. did go to his supervisor twice. I'm actually thinking Snowden was stupid. And perhaps self-sacrificial self to try going to his supervisor. But then he
2: realized, which is good for him. Yeah, apparently his supervisors,
1: you know? instead of retaliating against him, they ignored it.
2: Yeah. And that's what made him say, okay.
1: beneficial to all of us. I'm so glad that they were lazy. But also, ultimately,
2: he made the, the, right, the right choice. He did. Snowden. He yes. realized it, I think, through experience. that Well, clearly, I can't go this route.
1: Definitely. Um, so... He went the right route. He did what was necessary in order to provide this tremendous value to us, and he shouldn't be punished for it, and that's what the New York Times said. Now, my beef with the New York Times is they're –
2: Well, they're a leftist rag, by the way. because
1: <laughs> Generally a leftist rag. Yeah. And I wish that the New York Times and other liberal media, Glenn Greenwald included, that they agree, that they understood that the policies that they promote policies that undermine our rights to property and contract, that mm-hmm. those are responsible yep. not only for allowing this crappy third-party doctrine, right, but for the whole institution of the right to privacy in the first place. It's The progressives, mm-hmm. the progressives who were in the process of eroding our contract and property rights, who said, you know, that's right, you know, property and contract, if, if we don't protect them absolutely, mm-hmm. it leaves a lot of things unprotected, a lot of very personal, a lot of very private things. So Aha, we need a right to privacy. That'll do it. And so they're just happy eroding those property and contract rights that are the true foundation of privacy. You can no longer make a contract with your bank or with your doctor that protects your privacy, with Facebook, with Google, with Apple. Also,
2: I've noticed the way the, the government gets criticized, but not Obama. You know, this is Obama's government. This is Obama's federal government. This is his NSA program. This is what it is. And they're like, Let's not mention him at all. Right. You know, let's just, 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 just skate around the edge, you know, and say this is good, but let's not say that Obama had anything to do with it, which is BS, because we know he did.
1: Well, let's see if they ever change their tune, because I sort of see them, again, I just had a little inkling of Equality and Anthem, you know, going there and taking them at their word nice. you know the the New York Times is saying look Obama administration even you thought it was necessary to investigate into the NSA and even your little report that was generated by this panel that you appointed says that there's important things that you learned that big changes need to be made that this was valuable even you say that some value has come out of what yep. Edward Snowden has done so therefore why won't you pardon him You know, if you're a cynic, you say, well, even if supposedly he gets the pardon, he comes to this country and suddenly he's going to just disappear. You know, there's going to be a horrible accident. There's a car crash. There's he ingested some poison mysteriously, like the weird Russian guy, the radioactive whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But I would assume that if Snowden did get a pardon, people... Snowden included, would be suspicious about whether he could be safe and probably realize the need for security. And maybe they would start up a collection for security for him. And if you figure if each of us who sympathize with Snowden, and there's a ton of people who sympathize with Snowden, if everybody contributed 20 bucks a year or something to provide one hour of round-the-clock security for the guy. Right. If it costs 20 bucks, I don't know what it costs. <laughs> but assuming it does, right? I mean, I'd throw it in. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd throw it in for
2: absolutely him. Right. So well, – He did us a favor. He, and, he uh,
1: deserves. He deserves a life in a free Western nation. And as the New York Times says, he deserves a life advocating for greater privacy protection. Which,
2: which clearly is important to him, enough to risk all this. Right. So he can make a career out of it. I mean, literally.
1: The other thing that makes me hopeful about saying no to the so-called Orwellian politicians out there, whichever party that they're in, all these apologists for the NSA, oh, it saves us from terrorism, Apple. Apple came out with a pretty strong statement in reaction to a story that was leaked originally by Der Spiegel in Germany. It's a paper in Germany that talked about this jeep something jeep program i forget what it was called (laughs) Uh Um, but the idea is that they the government can hack into your iphone pretty easily and therefore use the iphone in effect to spy on you unwittingly and apple not only denied that they had any knowledge of this or any involvement with it They issued what I thought was a pretty strongly worded statement, and if you just kind of zone out for the next 30 seconds Mm -hmm. or so, you're going to really like what I read to you. Uh Here we go. Whenever we hear about attempts to undermine Apple's industry-leading security, we thoroughly investigate and take appropriate steps to protect our customers. We will continue to use our resources to stay ahead of malicious hackers and defend our customers from security attacks, regardless of who's behind them, end quote. And I wanted to kind of blur the last part, and I kind of tripped over <laughs> it. I wanted to blur the part between malicious hackers uh-huh. and who's – regardless of who's behind them. Right. Because they're saying we will protect you, our customers, even if the people hacking into your phone is our own government. Yeah. Yes, they are. They did not call the government malicious hackers. I'm sorry. I, I mean, we hope that they did. And they used I the words – they used the words malicious hackers in the same sentence in which they referred mm-hmm. obliquely to government breaking well, into our devices. They had a lawyer devices.
2: look at that and say, well, yeah. let's really parse it <laughs> yeah, as best we can. Or else they might take a bite out of the apple.
1: Yeah.
2: Which they've taken, with that one individual works there. You know, an apple, that one uh, hack who... Uh, oh, you
1: mean the the monitor, yeah, the yeah. guy that they have to pay... Yeah. To and
2: that's just the first. Keep that's, a gun just, that's just the first them? guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the first of who knows how many.
1: Anyway, bravo to Apple.
2: Jonathan mentions here a uh, former Obama advisor Van Jones, who's a communist, uh, came out in support of Snowden. Well, he also said that he's a he calls Snowden a different kind of quote unquote traitor as well. So who knows what the hell this guy has come from? He's a you know he's not a, he's not a thinker. This, this Van Jones, you know, even though people somehow somehow in some way really. You know, almost comment him till no end. Like Glenn Beck, he's a fantastic speaker. He's not. I've heard him. I've heard him a little. I'm not impressed at all. He's a vicious anti-American communist. That's that's what he is. So if if he says this, maybe he's uh, that's a little pot shot at Obama for firing him. Who knows?
1: Not sure. I don't know. Not sure. But I don't
2: care what Van Jones says.
1: I want to take two seconds and discuss one thing that we're doing in 2014 that I am actually feeling is affecting my mental state at this moment, which is that we're doing this Whole30 thing. If everybody knows about Whole30, basically what you do is you cut out all added sugar. Cut
2: out all good food.
1: All dairy. All good stuff. And all grains. I would say that pretty much sums up the stuff that you cut out. And little did we know how dependent we are on this <laughs> stuff. I think the dairy, in particular, says is causing us awesome. a huge problem. So well, we okay. Robert N Y C in the chat room says he feels awesome. He's rubbing it in. <laughs> oh yeah, no alcohol either. Oh, yeah, that, no wine, that wouldn't be affecting me right no now, and, You know
2: what? And the, this thing we're having in the morning—it's a hot thing. It's brown. It's some like stuff coffee. It. Yeah, it's it looks coffee, like coffee, but it's not coffee. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: uh. Um. Yeah. So somehow, I think one of the things that we were really dependent on was dairy. Yeah. And the other was some of the carbs, some of the sugar. I think I think our bodies are used to metabolizing sugar to a greater extent than I'm able to right now. So we're on day 3. Yeah,
2: I feel hungry all the time.
1: I feel hungry quite a bit and I mean we're 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 sitting here before the show having some chocolate chili yeah. bites to right. say, okay, i got to <laughs> sustain myself Subson. through this show, but I'm actually feeling that my brain is losing track a little bit more than it normally sorry, does because sorry. I'm used to operating we're, on
2: sugar. We're talking about food? Sorry. Chris Christie, a.k.a. Eater Eating. We I'm can't sorry. talk
1: about him oh. because oh. we can't eat chocolate. That's oh, no. the problem. There is no edible chocolate allowed on this diet. The only thing you can do is you can have that chocolate chili, which I had a few bites before the show, where you add unsweetened cocoa powder in the recipe right. for the chili but any of the chocolate bars that are edible even the 85 90% is off out yeah. out for the whole 30 so anyway that's my disclaimer for the rest yeah, of the like show yeah let's
2: say things are different and uh, mm-hmm. i hope they by the end of the month it's worth it i think it, i think it will be
1: i i feel one main thing it, it's a huge difference actually fewer tummy aches yeah some something that i was eating was definitely upsetting my stomach.
0: Yeah, I, I feel, don't know
1: what it is and I won't know until I we slowly fine right now. add in afterwards. I mean, yeah.
2: worked out, I feel fine. Eight? No. Ate well, so it's
1: just I, I did not realize to what extent we were I think it's chocolate mostly. We were it's used possible. to popping, popping a, a square of hot of uh a couple, at even least. you know, even a dark chocolate has that sugar. The
2: dark chocolate with the what is it, the sea salt.
1: Well that's not even dark enough. That's the, oh, that's right. one of the main right, problems. Right, right. So we are used to running on sugar way more a lot than, more. Than we are at this moment. So that's why I had to say it because I was feeling it. But
2: I have, you know, lattes with the sweet low. And um, however that sounds, people are like, what's the sweet low? What the hell? But it just tastes great. It tastes like uh, melted, hot vanilla ice cream. I mean, that's what it tastes like. And now I'm drinking this thing and it's something else. Something not good <laughs> at all. I maybe eat two-thirds of a cup now. I mean, eat, drink, drink, drink two-thirds of a cup, and that's that. I just put it aside.
1: Yeah, the only coffee that we're doing now is the coffee mixed in a Nutribullet, and it's coffee blended with the clarified butter. Yeah. And that's drinkable.
2: Yeah, it's, more, me, it's drinkable. more drinkable than it was with the uh, coconut uh, Oh, milk. coconut milk was, you uh, know. It, it, it dominated the whole coffee.
1: I'm drinking tea right now with coconut milk, and that's doable, but Bosch doesn't like it, so... Yeah. He misses out. But anyway, let's let's go on. Let's go on to the crony capitalist yuck stuff. Yeah. And all these stories, hat tip to Rob Eviera on Facebook. I feel like he just does <laughs> research for me
0: yes.
1: a, a lot of times before the show. The morning of the show, I see these notifications, and it says, Rob Eviera shared links on Don't Let It Go Unhurt's timeline. And I say, yay! Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cool. go find stuff. find some cool stuff. So thanks, Rob. And Thanks, I, uh, we definitely appreciate the contribution here. So the first story, and actually I think you saw a version of this story love the title. as well. I love
0: it's the title. I love the title. It's
1: from the Spectator, Carl Rove and the GOP Socialist.
2: Absolutely.
1: And essentially, it says that there is a war going on now, and it is Carl Rove yep. and this disgusting statist establishment GOP Socialist. Yep. Those who are going to continue the welfare state, the crony capitalism, all the horrible things that we hate about Republicans, those people are targeting directly. openly. The Reagan conservative slash Tea Party type politicians. And, well, they're not doing it exactly openly, right? Well, they are actually. They're going after
2: the Tea Party. Well, they're going, they're going
1: after them, right? But what they're doing is they're creating these organizations as fronts for this battle.
2: But we know that they're doing it. So yeah. it's open, in essence. We know.
1: Well, it. we're knowing. And, and the yeah. more we expose it, the better. Yes. If you can show that these people who call themselves Republicans, who purport to be the party of smaller, they're, limited government. They're
2: big governmenticans. I mean, that's really what they are. That's, that's all they are. It's a big government, big government, big government. Bush was a big government hack.
1: Anybody who donates to the American Crossroads Super PAC no. is not my friend. No. Anybody who supports the Chamber of Commerce yep. is not my friend. If you donate, of course, to any of the GOP establishment people directly, that's a whole different thing. But what they're doing is they're starting these little packs, and they're using these packs to target the Tea Party yep. incumbents.
2: Now, they, they didn't do this in 2010. They rode that wave into power. Right. I mean, rode it right into power. And now they 're like, well we 're not having too much of a say so we we have to we have to fight these guys. we don 't want to do that. We want to be in control, and that's that We don't want Ted Cruz coming in there and undermining our big government uh,
1: right you know. right and and they thought in two thousand and ten I guess that it was enough yeah. to do what is uh, you know kind of depicted here as the second option in the American Spectator piece. The first option is that you go ahead and target sabotage." Yeah. The Reagan-style conservatives, the Tea Party conservatives, in the race itself. But the other thing is, suppose they get the GOP establishment candidates to win by pretending that they are going to act in a so-called conservative way, and then what do they do? They go ahead and they compromise. They seek, as they call it, consensus here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's a really tough thing, right? Because if I've seen Ken Gardner, and Ken Gardner on Facebook and on Twitter, he's very outspoken, and he says, you know, we have to get people elected in order to make the change. And here's the problem. If you elect the wrong kind of people, then all you're going to do is perpetuate the welfare state and the crony capitalism. And to not see that. and, and, And here's the thing, Ken. (laughs) <laughs> if, if you ever listen to the show, I don't even know if that guy listens to the show. And, and I, I call him on things now and yeah, then. I, I remember, what was it? It was like he said something like, government's function is not to provide unemployment benefits in perpetuity.
2: Right, as in it, I, is, it, it is meant to provide it,
1: yeah, government benefits, it, but not, not all, Not in perpetuity. Not, not in per- forever. Not, okay? not forever. Okay, it's got, it's, there's got to be an end. Somewhere. It is a responsibility. So I said, why, like you, you know, why add in perpetuity? And I think the reason that his mind allows him to add things like in perpetuity is he's in this compromise mode. And when you when you're talking from politics, from your that
2: hack Noonan like, also right. said something about the uh, De Blasio, that uh, the communist and New York mayor. He said something like, she goes, well, it's good that he's for the poor and for this and that. that's good. But you know, it's like, okay, so you agree with the premise, with his crap premise, but what? But what then? It doesn't matter what the, what, what the butt says. She's on board.
1: I think – I mean, it, it's really hard to know what to do, right, in these races because you know that only certain people can get elected right now. We all know this. Okay, that's fine. But at the same time, if you elect the wrong kind of Republicans right now, what may eventually happen is the cutoff of free speech. These yeah. people may compromise oh, yeah. the liberals – John McCain, McCain yeah. Feingold. Yeah. I
2: mean, there was an attack on free speech. So, and it passed. It's and Bush, very Bush dangerous. Pu- Bush actually pushed it. He yeah. didn't veto it. He said, okay, he signed it into law. George Bush.
1: So, so that's the danger of, of supporting even you know, one of these establishment candidates, even if when they, there is no viable Tea Party candidate. But I'll be damned if I'm going to basically uh, condone the Republican establishment people going after a decent Tea Party <laughs> candidate. And I'm not going to speak out about it. That is ridiculous. And I'm hoping that Ken Gardner doesn't think that we should do that. If, especially if you've um, got an incumbent, an incumbent who has shown that he can get elected in his district. And then you've got Rove and his buddies coming in there and purposefully trying to so-called primary that Look, person.
2: They're trying to survive in a post-Obama yeah. America, post-Bush America rove. Rove is a big government guy. So he's like, that's my bread and butter, big, big government. If it's not there, I'm not wanted in Washington. This is my identity. I mean, he's like almost like a, like a self-preservation here. Because he knows if it's, if it's made up of me- or mostly Ted Cruz's, he is out of work. He's off of Fox News. He's done. He's finished. And this is self-preservation time. The country can go to hell as far as he's he's concerned.
1: Right. And we've got Rob Abiera there in the chat room. Hi, Rob. Hey, Rob. Yay. Thanks for your help very much. Then we have COG in the chat room. Hi. I think you're new. Um, And I'm not sure what you are saying helps to have responsibility. I don't know. Do unemployment benefits help somebody to have responsibility? Um, And then he says, "Who is is it that said that the best way to fight poverty is to make them uncomfortable in their poverty?" Really, the point is, though, Cog in in the chat room here at Blog Talk Radio, it's really not the government's job to figure out how to fight poverty.
2: No, it isn't, And and that's the whole point.
1: That's that's really the thing that we would like to get at, and and there's so many establishment Republicans who say yes. It is the they government's job. Yes. It's the government's job to fight poverty. Yes. We are they our brother's keeper, say the establishment Republicans. No and reason. some of the so-called Tea Party ones, too, unfortunately. But, you know, to the extent that politicians say that we are our brother's keeper and all we want to do is make a leaner and meaner right. redistribution <laughs> or, you know, welfare state.
2: Or at least say so. At least say it's leaner and meaner, you know, because they don't intend it to be. Like, uh, you know, Chris Crispy. I mean, Him. Yeah. Leaner, meaner, look at him. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked at him in a while. Please don't talk about him because it makes me think of chocolate and I can't sorry, eat chocolate. Sorry, Eat or eating. Sorry. Don't even say that. Oh, don't talk sorry. about eating. Oh, my gosh. You're so evil. Anyway, so the point is, is what do we need to do? We need to look at these groups that are specifically targeting the better Tea Party candidates. Yes. And, and
2: they got to be targeted. I mean, the, there are no doubt some groups who are hitting back right now.
1: I'm I'm up up for good old-fashioned boycotts. If you are involved in the Chamber of Commerce in your area, you need to know whether the Chamber of Commerce is supporting one of these establishment, quote, primary challenges. Get these people out of here because these people just want to perpetuate this big, out-of-control government that is going way beyond its proper function of protecting our rights and, in fact, stealing from you. These people will continue. Yep to pull more and more money out of your pockets. They say, oh, well, we'll we'll pull slightly less money out of your pockets. And the reason that they want to do this, they say, well, you know, we want to find that balance where you'll just keep happily producing enough for us to keep our big bloated government in existence. That's, remember, again, when we were talking about the elections of 2012, right, and we looked at all what the Republican candidates were saying. So many of them were saying, basically, that they wanted to get government out of the economy just enough so that the economy would take off and they could continue to spend as much as they were spending before. Was it
2: Romney? Romney, right? Yeah. Yeah, Romney. All
1: of them, though. All of them.
2: Just a record. Uh, Mitt Romney, the Republican guy, right? The big, big one. Uh, Recently, I don't know if if we mentioned it, uh, someone asked him about Obamacare and what he he would have done. Well, we would have, uh, you know, fixed it. He did not say he would repeal it the way he said it while he was campaigning. So he never would have. We knew he wouldn't have. It's just, it's just, it's just another re- re- reminder. They have no interest in taking out Obamacare. They want to turn to Republican, Republican care. We can, we can run health care better than the Democrats. That's their pitch. That's their pitch.
1: They are going to have to be so principled in order to extricate all of the tentacles of Obamacare out now, now that so many aspects of so, it have taken effect.
2: Rob's noting that you call me evil. Cause I'm evil. You know the song Evil by Elvis Presley? You know, no. I say a little.
1: You can, you can sing more if you like. You can definitely <laughs> sing more calling. if you like. Somebody is calling and does have a comment here. So why don't we go ahead and take it. Let's see who this is. Hi, who's this? Hi, Amy. Hi, Bosh. It's Debbie. Yay, hey, Debbie. we have Debbie, going, Debbie? to uh, just start hey. off the new year right. How are you? Good Great. You. Happy New Year to you.
2: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. Thank you so um
3: yeah uh, i'm this is one of the issues that makes me angrier than almost anything else in the news. I mean, it's hard to say that because it's all too mm-hmm. bad, but this betrayal by the republican establishment uh it's i mean that's what it is, but it's a betrayal. I mean, I expect the Democrats to be what they are, but these people are purportedly on our side, and it, they just What they do is, at this point, they just support a facade that there's an opposition party. And there really, really isn't. And the mask is sort of coming off because of the way they're showing this active hostility and actively fighting against the people who actually would advance the agenda that they purportedly espouse. It's so much beyond just weakness. If they were just vanilla and weak, then maybe... It would be worth it to compromise and vote for them, but they're not. They're militant in opposing other
1: Republicans who are actually well put. Well, and moreover, they have this idea that oh, their candidates are going to be electable. Right. Where you know, and how many how many Romney McCain failures do you need, right? Electable
2: politician. Who was he? you know exactly. Mr Mr loser Mr big time loser
1: that's what i was saying that romney was the fruitcake of political <laughs> candidates you know the 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 fruitcake is the thing that you give to President at christmas no likes, he no he's, he's the candidate that everybody thinks everybody else will like but nobody really likes themselves fruitcake was the perfect metaphor for right. romney and it and it it proved out exactly right but you know here in the spectator article they say the same thing they point out the fact that if the Republican Party goes down this path that Karl Rove and his jerky friends want to do, they're going to be abandoning any hope of landslides. And they point out the fact they said uh, they said yep. this is a, this is about whether the Reagan excuse me the Reagan Party the Republican Party will abandon its Reagan conservative base, the base that elected Reagan in two landslides, Reagan's vice president running as Reagan's heir in a 1998 landslide a 1988 landslide, the Gingrich Revolution in 1994, and made John Boehner Speaker of the House in Great from Hell in 2010, right? And instead, they're going to become, as this article says, Republican Socialists. Yes. And, and yes. I think it's exactly right, no, Republican it's a, Socialists. It's
2: very good. It's yeah. a very, very good term because it, it fits perfectly. That's what Bush was. That's what Rove is. That's yeah. what Romney, I mean, Romney called himself literally a progressive 2001, 2002. He was a, in his 50s at that point. A progressive, he called himself that <laughs> openly. You know, he, yeah. And, then, and he,
3: but you know, go sorry, ahead. Sorry.
2: Sorry. Then, and, and then he said during a campaign last, uh, I guess the last two years ago, he goes, "I'm a, I'm severely conservative." You mean know, <laughs> severely? <laughs> so, you so that's a, a different term. He's know, severely.
1: severely schizophrenic, I'm thinking, but whatever. <laughs> um Actually, I'm not even sure if schizophrenic technically means that you change like that, but if it does. I'm sorry, you were saying? Go ahead. Debbie? Debbie?
3: Oh, just, you know, one argument that I heard, and this is just, this is to the point where I think these people are just really dishonest in general. I heard somebody try to pass this off, like when Romney said he was progressive in 2002, that this was some kind of a stealth maneuver where he was trying to right. pretend to be liberal in order to get right. himself installed in Massachusetts and then yeah. and then stealthily implement a conservative agenda, which apparently entailed... Uh, Care, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> which they said right. was conservative, just because it went along with something that the Harris Foundation said. Even, I just I mean, don't mean, even
0: know. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ann Coulter went so far as to say three chairs for Romney Care. She wrote a piece. Ann yeah. Coulter, you know, this is conservative, allegedly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's just, really uh, disgusting. I don't it's think really they disgusting. believe what they say. When they no. say that
3: these people are electable like Romney that they're electable and John McCain, I don't think they believe it. I don't think no. they care. They just don't want the right candidate.
2: They want to believe it and they know that Romney and McCain would push their agenda. So they're like, "Well, he's electable cuz I be- I want him to be. Therefore, I'll say so."
1: They yeah. don't they don't want the gravy train to stop.
0: That's it. And I mean, we really it. we we
1: talked about last week the issue of I think it was the 10 wealthiest counties in the country Mm. were all right around Washington, D.C., and it's because of all the lobbyists and everything else. The government has so much power, and that results in so much extra money being given given to the politicians. Bosch was reading an article about the 10 most corrupt politicians at Judicial Watch or something, and – John, you know uh, Boehner, jerk that he is, apparently does the toll booth strategy where he gets money donated to his campaign to even bring a piece of legislation to the floor.
2: Two hundred thousand dollars last time.
1: Wow! It's corrupt. It's it's truly disgusting, and they don't—they don't want this gravy train to stop. They want government to continue having the power that it has to what they call pick winners and losers because that's what allows them to stay wealthy and comfy and. Fat and smoking and tanning.
2: Wait, and
1: said?
2: Chris Christie? Oh,
0: sorry. sorry. <laughs> well, no, but no,
2: but Christie is the next quote-unquote electable candidate, according to the GOP. Right. That's their next electable candidate.
1: Ew. I don't know. Anyway, we need to keep tabs on Karl Rove and all of the little so-called packs that he's been starting, including this one called American Crossroads. And there were some other ones that are spinoffs of American Crossroads, and in addition to the Chamber of Commerce, how disgusting.
2: Yeah, um, The GOP thinks that uh, Christy can be- eat anyone and defeat anyone. You, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right, I'm done. I'm done.
0: <laughs>
1: he's trying to torture me, I swear. Uh, I think man. he's trying to torture me. I don't know. Any, anything else, Deb, before we go on to our next wonderful story? It's going to make your uh, blood boil the next one.
3: Oh, I'm sure it will. No, I, I that's um that's about all I had to say, I think.
1: Good so I mean what what it, actually I have a question for you. So what what's your strategy? I mean, basically support the better Tea Party candidates, right? And this this electability garbage be damned.
3: Absolutely. Well, I don't it is garbage for one thing. So yeah, absolutely. Electability be damned. But um, you know, I'm I'm really just to the point where I wanna in addition to supporting good candidates, which is kind of a no-brainer, I think, uh, oppose Boehner and McConnell, even if it means supporting the Democrats. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't live in Boehner's district. I'm in Silicon Valley, and same thing for McConnell. But, I mean, I'm almost to the point where I would support the campaign of anyone who runs against them, even if the person running against those particular individuals was a Democrat.
0: Because these two are
3: so bad. I mean, I wouldn't they necessarily have... do that in general, but, but no, for these no, particular
2: they, these guys,
0: individuals?
2: They have to be gutted now. Absolutely right. They have to be gutted now because the, 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 yeah. the damage they've allowed to be done to our country, it's just...
1: Boehner's up for re-election because he's in the House. And what about McConnell? He is up, he up is. as well. He is up. He so we yeah, should just send a, send a small donation to whoever ends up opposing them in the general election.
2: I think a Tea Party will yeah. challenge. Yeah, and, and if there's
1: a primary yeah. challenge, we should support the primary. They've got to yeah. get out. Yeah. Ripped out. I like that. Right. I mean, it, I it, it would, it would make me really... feel good. It would make me feel good. It would. I mean, no, it's like,
3: I mean, justice. Like, justice has a positive guys... and a negative side, and 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 either way, it's still justice, even if it's a bad person being punished. I mean, it's more yep. important to see a good person rewarded, but I want to see bad people punished too.
1: Yep. <laughs> Well, I think the way to see a good person be rewarded is assuming that there's a good challenger for each of those in the primary. Again, there's some Tea Party candidates that will be so off on the religious right axis that I will find it myself personally untenable to support them. But if they are decent good Tea Party candidates that focus They've primarily
0: to, on limiting themselves.
1: the size and scope of government have, I would I would feel good supporting them have, and you'd be rewarding the they good. Yeah,
2: put put myself but also you got these stealth tea party candidates. Like, uh, what's her name? She's a hack. Uh, damn, I forget her name. But she pretended to be a Tea Party candidate. She's been voting party line down the line with Democrats and Republicans. And Ayotte, Kelly Ayotte.
0: Oh, yeah, I think her that's right.
2: So she's a real hack. And So she, she rolled the Tea Party wave, and she's an absolute establishment hack. So you got to be careful for those people as well.
1: Okay, Debbie, so we're going to keep an eye on these people and these races as we go on to, into the new year. But thank you for calling, and thank Thanks, you for Debbie. listening on the first show of the new year. It, it, yeah, uh, it's, it's great. Good Very to good. talk to you guys. Okay, Bye. you take you, care. You too. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go on to this story that's going to make Debbie's and everyone else's blood boil. And this is, Is Justin Amash Doomed? Hmm. Now, Justin Amash in general.
2: Yeah, I'm good one what I heard.
1: Good, good guy, right?
2: What's, what story?
1: So the idea is that they are going to try to primary him. Okay. Uh, Republican bigwigs, this is a story from the national interest. Again,
2: I guess he's thanks effective, to Rob Vera. Right. He's been yeah. effective. Uh,
1: they hope the 2014 elections will be just like the 2010 midterms, except uh-huh. without the great unwashed masses of the Tea Party mucking things up. Mm-hmm. This time, the Republican establishment is launching a few primary challenges of its own. Sitting atop the target list is Justin Amash, the second-term congressman from Michigan, dubbed the, quote, most liberal Republican by Mm -hmm. Karl Rove. Amash is a favorite of the Club for Growth, Heritage Action, FreedomWorks, and other Tea Party groups, but GOP moderates hope that Gerald Ford's former district is not an ideal base for this guy. Um, Brian Ellis is Amash's business-backed challenger and he's opting for a horseshoe strategy against the incumbent. He wants to hit Amash from both the left and the right. When it comes to to defunding Obamacare and shutting down the government, Ellis will portray Amash as an uncompromising ideologue. The horror, right? Hmm. Uh, On foreign policy and other issues, Ellis will say that Amash isn't enough of a Republican team player.
2: Meaning keep going into uh, Iraq and BSing around.
1: Yeah, and, and and basically he means neocon team yes, player, I'm sure, right? Absolutely, right?
2: going to bring uh, democracy into the savage land.
1: I, I don't know exactly Amash's foreign policy, but there. I do But, if,
2: but he, he probably doesn't have one, or, but it, or has been yeah.
1: excluded. But, but if you if you reject the Republican neocon approach to foreign policy, it doesn't mean that you are necessarily some sort of isolationist. Absolutely or not.
2: But and, and, yeah, but he'd have to justify the Bush years. They have to say, oh, that was good. Oh yeah, right.
1: So it says, according to Ellis, Amash is going to be too much like Ted Cruz and Ted Kennedy, uh, but right. Ellis is apparently careful not to take the critique too far. Uh, he says that he is just as gung ho against Obamacare, of course, and he's willing into mm. you know willing to rein in the n s a probably not as much as Amash right yeah. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. so this Ellis basically needs to be opposed, it and does. anybody who is supporting him if you know that local businesses in your area suppose you're in their district and local businesses are supporting Ellis I'd boycott these businesses I mean we need to get serious here in terms of actually making the people who support the thieves cuz that's yeah. what these people are thieves yes. the establishment republicans are just as much Feature thieves leaders, yeah. as the democrat the Absolutely. liberal democrats Stop supporting thievery start boycotting the businesses including also the Chamber of Commerce oh yes. you
2: know and these people you might get in bed with the wrong people like well uh, this guy ma she might not be great yeah that, that that's the whole point they're politicians but he'll he'll be uh, likely a lot better than his opponent and that's all point he'll be better than his opponent Ted Cruz is far better than his opponents I mean he's not he's not you know as great as we'd like him to be, but he's Of
1: course. No, better. no. And, and you know, again, you have to keep that in mind, that there's a certain type of candidate that can get elected right now that is running and motivated to serve in office right now, and that's your choice. You have choices among those. But among those, we can make much better choices than, I think, the establishment Republicans. And the, I I disagree if anybody says you're going to support the establishment Republican over some Tea Party person. Yeah. Obviously, there's crazy Tea Party people. So there's the crazy religious conservative Tea Party people who will talk about rape like the guy in Missouri, yeah, right? Yeah, but
2: I think they're, I those think they're rare. Those are few and far between, right? I think they're rare. I do. So. I mean, they, most Tea Party people stay on point to bring down big government. That's their main focus, and they should stick there if they, want, if they want to get elected.
1: Here's something else that's in play, and this is, again, an article sent to me by Rob Abiera. It's that social conservatives – so called social conservatives are making big money plans as well. So they're generating up their own pack, Oh man. And they plan to support people
2: they probably
1: want to make gay marriage illegal.
2: No but make abortion illegal. There are wolf packs going on now with Republicans. I want this, I want I want big government, I want big government. And they want to the social conservatives want big government for, you know, moral reasons, right? You know? Moral reasons.
1: We are at the top of the hour, and this is our first show of the new year, Don't Let It Go Unheard. Amy Peekoff here in the studio with cartoonist Bosch Faustin. We are not, as has been customary, talking about Chris Christie and eating chocolate at the top of the hour. Why? Because we're on this crazy Whole30 diet. We need to come up with some sort of a
2: – You want to describe it quickly? Something
1: else we can eat. Whole30? Whole30, whole you can look it up. That's Just Google guess. Whole30, but the gist of it is we cannot have chocolate.
2: <laughs> that's the whole bottom line right
1: Right now we cannot have chocolate but we're going into our second hour fearlessly nonetheless and we've just been talking about the idea that there are bad elements within the so-called republican party conservative movement whatever you want to call it that are going to i think promote candidates that will result in restrictions on our liberty yeah. uh No brainer, and I don't think I'm going to have any arguments among listeners to this show about this. The no brainer is the Karl Rove's and the others who are using PACs to primary the Tea Party candidates or the Tea Party incumbents using the establishment candidates, the Republican establishment candidates. The Republican establishment is, I agree with so many people, indistinguishable from the liberal Democrats. They admit so, yeah. They've been compromising us down the road. It's horrible. The other element that we do need to watch is the social conservatives. If people are truly one issue where they're saying, look, I will basically vote only for people who are going to make gay marriage illegal, maybe make gay sex illegal like they just did in oh, India. Oh, my God.
2: Jesus um, Christ. How the hell can that happen?
1: But, or but, but
2: how can they enforce that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. NSA. Yeah. You know?
1: The NSA tells them, hey, there's these people having gay oh, sex over is. there and then India police go after them. Whatever. Um hi NSA by the way. We didn't greet our local NSA monitor for today. Hello. I don't know where to say hello to them though. Do I say hello to them through the computer, through my iPhone? say,
2: check out my new laptop. piece at PJ Media, NSA. It's uh, 10 Truths That Mainstream <laughs> Comic Books Need to Evade to Promote Muslim Superheroes. Check it out.
1: Yeah, just, just, go, just go check it out. That would be awesome. I just got a little ding. Yeah. I got a little ding a through water. Skype as I said hello to the NSA. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that fun. is the NSA's way of responding. That's I got it. a little weird Skype mechanical dingy thing in my Matter ear. By the way,
2: Breaking Bad fans, yeah. I've been watching it. Wow. That's all, that's all I'll say. I'm in. I'm in the, near the end of Season 4. Wow.
1: That was a diversion. Yeah. And you know, I, t- I told you that yeah, I'm having a harder time. It's a, it's time a diet. Be,
2: it's a diet. So we'll blame the diet. That's it.
1: Blame the diet. Yeah, but I'm also going to blame the diet because it's harder for me to get back on task. Okay, so back on task here. Our task was just to point out that there are these various groups, including the so-called social conservative groups, who would like to, as a first order of business, make abortion illegal right. or go after gay marriage, other so-called social conservative issues. You people, get out of here. Get Get out of here. here. We have a nation that we need to save if we want to live in freedom in our country. And you guys are completely distracting. We need to reduce the size and scope of our federal government. And I'm all fine with religious conservatives who want to challenge Obamacare on the grounds that it makes them pay for birth control or abortion procedures sure. or whatever they should not have to pay for. They should not have to fund so-called insurance programs that pay for procedures that they are morally opposed to. Nobody should have to do that. But at the same time, you cannot control me or my body and for, you know, for some potential human being that's essentially a person. And we will want to have that debate now. Yep. But my point is watch out. They are all setting up packs yep. and you may end up with a candidate who says, oh, yeah, I'm a great Tea Party candidate. I want to get rid of Obamacare and blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the first thing that they're going to do when they become a member of the House or the Senate is propose legislation to ban abortion. Right. That's going to be their big issue. Get out of here. You'd be wasting time, precious time, yeah, that, are, that we don't have.
2: Go become a, I don't know, perish. Now, a if, you, if
1: you happen to be opposed to abortion and you want to talk about it, Okay, that's fine. But make your first order of business drastically reducing the size and the scope of government, including spending. But the biggest thing is the scope of government. All the different ways that government is controlling us and stealing from us, those need to be drastically restricted as a first order of business, drastically reduced And that's what I want to see my Tea Party candidates doing. I want to see them pledge to drastically reduce as, you know what I always loved was um, Texas. Why am I, I'm blanking. It's done. No, I'm blanking on the governor of Texas' name at this moment.
2: Thank you, Rick Perry.
1: Rick Perry said that he promises to drastically reduce. Great line. Ba- basically, make and
2: Palin. Uh, oh, ba- make federal it. government
1: as inconsequential in your life as possible. Great line. That was Whether he means it, I don't know. That's what they should be doing. That's yep. what a good candidate should be doing, not going off on these other things. Elliot in the chat room says that he actually thinks that many social conservatives are going to focus on amnesty about immigration. That that's going to come up in conservative media. Well, let's let's. Before, actually, we'll go on and talk about what the supposed next item on the agenda is going to be. I just read about that in the Guardian UK this morning. But one thing that we want to talk about as an answer, a potential answer, to these political action committees that are funded by either the Republican establishment and their cronies. And this is serious, right? Because basically what all these people are doing is they're stealing money from us. They're stealing money from us. To line their pockets yep. and fund their political action ca- activities to keep them in power so that they can keep stealing from us.
2: Because yeah, big government pays them off well. So they're like, we need big government. We, Enough of these small government guys. We,
1: we need to do what is possible to us. Now, one thing that there is an avenue where they're trying to basically boost participation in political races. Bosch is looking at the picture on the front page of this article, and it's Blasio, the new communist mayor of New York. But the article itself is about something that has the potential to be valuable. It's called iCitizen, and it's an app that is trying to bolster civic participation. And what the app is supposed to do is inform you about what your politicians, the ones that are elected in your district how they're voting, what they're doing. Hmm. Um it's it it'll it'll ask it's called iCitizen. iCitizen. You're going to look it up right yeah. now on the phone. Cool. And what it does then is it also gives you polls. You're supposed to answer polls as to what you would like your elected official to do. Keep you informed, keep you giving feedback Go constantly. Yeah, sure, it's free. That's that's awesome. It's probably sponsored by ads. You, you can be a little pessimistic about an application like this, right? Because insofar as it's posing you poll questions and it's giving poll feedback to politicians, whoever writes those poll questions fear the debate in a certain way. Right. So I want to take a look at the app and see how do they phrase the questions? Right. What sorts of information do they give you and how do they report it? Very, very important aspects. But I think an app like this that is connected to that iphone that's with you at all times and gives you the opportunity to get instantaneous information about how your elected officials are doing and to give them basically instantaneous feedback about what their constituents think of what they're doing it could be uh i don't know you might as well sign in with facebook yeah yeah everything you do on facebook is pretty much public anyway so go for it um but no, it, it, it sounds really good. And and the creator of iCitizen says that that what they try to do is make it neutral. They don't try to push any slant one way or the other. So I'd like to see. Was he
2: wearing the uh, um a Shea t-shirt? A <laughs>
1: Shea Guevara's t-shirt, not that I know of. Okay. But we have Blasio on the front. But you, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. I it it has the potential to have people giving feedback to people the other way, of course, to give feedback is just to constantly speak out, write letters to the editor. I'm going to continue doing my podcast here and and speaking to everybody who will listen and talk about what the government's doing, why it's wrong, analyzing it, et cetera. We do have a phone call there, but I'm not sure if that person wants to listen or ask a question because there is no little question icon. If you are calling Blog Talk Radio and you are on hold, you do want to talk, I think you have to hit one or something to say that you'd like to. Can I just ask one, a one make one comment, comment about this week? Something? Of course.
2: Uh, Michael Palin from um, Monty Monty, Worm, I mean Monty Python uh, basically said that uh, it's he really, they really wouldn't go after Islam, you know? It's, they couldn't do that, you know? It's just it's it, the climate's not good. They couldn't even make a Life of Brian today. That's absolute BS. Of course they can make a Life of Brian. As I, as, as I put it, I said they wouldn't make a Life of Ahmed. They would never do that. But that just tells you how brave these guys took on Christianity. And now, you know, I, I know they're older and they wouldn't do it. But why come out there and give the enemy that kind of gift, saying we are afraid of you, we are terrified, we will shut our mouth? Why do that? There's no value in that. Nothing. They just get off on it. Anyway, that's all.
1: So, I mean, I, I would, I would, I would say that's along the lines of what I was saying in terms of in any context, you can always speak out. Now, you're not always obligated to speak out. You... He,
2: now, he must have been asked about it because that's the same thing that happened with uh, Pendulet, you know, who basically –
1: Oh, yeah, but if people ask you, then you need to give some sort of a, but, an honest answer. But, no, the no, whole, but, but the
2: whole thing is, well, we're afraid. You know? Okay, no, I, what, I understand. And people say, well, that's, you know, that's honest. You know, if we had honest people – if everyone was that honest, where, where, where would we be? Muslim world. Right, that's what I'm right. saying. That's not honest. That's, that's cowardice.
1: I mean, if if you have established the idea that you're going to attack all religions, <laughs> then you should also attack Islam. Okay, yes, fine, especially. But, but in in the broader you don't have so, a moral but, duty. But,
2: I know that. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, you know, just shut your trap. Then, yeah. don't say anything, because don't, don't give the enemy that kind of power.
1: But the the, the broader point really is that whereas you don't necessarily have to speak out in all contexts, right? No. There's some places where if you are silent, it doesn't mean that you agree necessarily. There's a lot of context in which that's the case. But there's some context in which you can tell that if you remain silent, and, and I think you can tell it sometimes by a feeling, right? You, you probably get that feeling where you're getting a little angry about whatever's going on and you feel like you should say something. Go ahead and, and speak out and say you disagree. And in particular, anybody who has any interface with these establishment politicians uh-huh. or any crony businessman guy who is supporting speak them out, yeah. gotta speak out. Have to. And and you gotta say, look, basically if you do this, you are in effect stealing from the American people. Yeah. If you support these people, you are stealing from the American people. And this is people. You GOP are helping to initiate force against
2: what have they done against Obama and look what they're going after the Tea Party. This is who they are. This is, this is the whole deal here. They envy Obama. They don't hate him. They're like, damn, I wish I had that kind of power. I wish I, I, I can get away with that crap. So they go after the Tea Party, the ones who really, if they were in power, would have stopped Obama in a lot of ways by now.
1: In the chat room, they're talking about the next issue perhaps being immigration, yeah, that that's yeah, what which, they're going to uh, start yeah, talking about. That's the word. Boehner apparently is set on passing the Senate bill. He has opposition, I mean, which is good.
2: No, but they're, they're working hard for for this, like even that hack, um, uh, Paul Ryan, and then you got the government expanding and blowing. They, they, I mean, think about their concerns here. It's not about cutting spending, not about cutting programs. It's about doing something else that the left is completely on board with. If Obama's happy with it, it's not. It's, it's just no damn good.
1: Right, right. And, and this is the thing. I am in favor of open immigration, even today. I would say, and I, I would tend to probably agree with your own on this that if you had a proper open immigration policy today, a proper open immigration policy, that it wouldn't change the elections all that much. Um, I, I don't know that it would have as, as big an effect that people are, are talking about, but what's in the bill? What's in that bill? Yeah. Is that—is that what it is? It's a proper open immigration policy? No, of or course is course is it, Obama's pleased is with is it, it it, a, it's no damn good. Is it a bill that is going to disproportionately bring in you know, people who are in favor of one party versus another, instead of being open to all. Who knows what it is? And 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 that's what you have to do. The devil is in the details in that type of legislation. Who knows if it's any good? If Boehner wants it, I'm starting to think it's bad. Forget well, you know, Obama.
2: And and then they pass sometimes bills, violence against women bill, and you're supposed to go, oh, I'll be, you know, you're cowed into voting for right? it because you're, right. you're you're you are against you're, it. Right?
1: You're, you're against. You,
2: you got to be against. I mean, wait, if you don't vote for it, then you're for violence against right. women. And that's what they do here. Uh, what's the old terms, the real sugar-coated terms, the happy something, uh, Bill, um, the the DREAM Act, you know? I mean, you, it's, so you're it's, against it's,
1: DREAM. It's, it's Orwellian. You're speak. against the
2: really American DREAM
1: if it's, you vote against this? it. It is. It's Orwellian yeah. speak. It really is. Yeah. In any event, according to the Guardian UK, all of this you know, Republican self-congratulatory patting themselves on the back, Right? we had Ryan and Boehner yeah. and all of those people who came up with this so-called bipartisan budget deal, and they were patting themselves on the back. Why? Because they kept unemployment, extension of unemployment benefits, off the table. Well, guess what? Bait and switch again, people, because – According to the Guardian UK in an article published yesterday, yeah. the Senate Democrats plan a fast-track fix.
2: Which might have been part of, this, of the scheme, of, of, course, of the plot.
1: A fast-track fix to reinstate lost unemployment yeah. benefits. So, Republicans, if you think you've got anything
2: yeah. to, keeping right?
1: that off the table and compromising away all this other stuff, including taking away benefits for veterans.
2: For combat veterans. And that's a Paul Ryan thing. And he has to pay for that dearly. He has to. And he's, he, he wrote a piece on USA Today that, that left his rag, trying to justify it. I, um, I can't even look at the guy anymore. I mean, I really can't.
1: Yeah. And I, I'd like him to see what happens now if they go ahead. You know, because that was one of the things. Oh, look, you know, we kept those unemployment benefits separate. And
2: By the way, he's gotten the lip-biting thing down pat now. Paul Ryan. Oh, no. Uh, from Clinton to Obama, the absolute where you, there's no more lips visible. You're just biting it to death, you know, that politician lip bite. He's got it down. So he's ready to, 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 to run for, for president, otherwise, other yeah.
1: So apparently what the Democrats plan to do during this year, where they're going to try and reinstate the lost unemployment benefits, they are going to make poverty and inequality election issues yeah. this year. Poverty and inequality are going to be made I think election that. issues.
2: So I think that we have some major, serious, hardcore problems in this country that our politicians are a lot you know, I'm big-time responsible for. But they're saying, okay – we're going to make um, <clears throat> these non-problems major problems, and with the media backing us, we're going to, we're going to get away with it, and well, they, they can't get away with it. They
1: want to do it only to stay in power. You know that. Of course.
2: Uh, yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is they can pick and choose the issues that we think are important. They can.
1: Well, they think they can no, because but... why? They're going to... Say all of these things in the media, and the media is going to dutifully yeah, communicate well, those things to well, all of us, and we're going to dutifully well, absorb them. Those things
0: can and be and not our heads,
1: yes, and etc. Right? That's what we're supposed I'm to. I'm saying we're
2: supposed to be the chumps that they think we are, and you know, hopefully, we as a as a collective prove them wrong as a, as American people. Hopefully, we do. I think we can because this 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 is enough of this crap. They're telling us what the major issues of uh, uh, what the major problems are. The problem is there, Washington. That's the main problem with this country right now. Washington, D.C., the politicians... I this crap.
1: Yeah. No, there's a book that Robert NYC in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio is recommending. He says it's called Throw Them All Out, mm-hmm. and it catalogs the various politicians, Pelosi, Kerry, Boehner, Reid, etc., who change laws that yeah. help them profit personally. Absolutely. Help them profit
2: as a, as I put, you know As I often put it, they, they go into Washington, they're not rich. They leave filthy rich. And I, and I emphasize filthy rich. Imagine the kind of deals they make. Imagine the kind of illegal means that they get. To, or they, they become multimillionaires when they leave Washington. How and why?
1: Yes. And the, and I mean, the, how? And they do it. Why? Because they say they're doing things for <laughs> issues like poverty, inequality, the you know, so-called environment.
2: Yeah, and what's their salary? What, I mean, what is their salary? $100,000? 100, $100,000 100 to
1: 200000 Yeah, exactly. And, and they come
2: out as multimillionaires?
1: No, and and that shouldn't even be possible if they are living in dual households and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of almost pauper wages if you're going to live in D.C. Yeah, the one place booming
2: is Washington, the one place booming in America. They call it Boomtown now.
1: Anyway, so there's a senator named Jack Reed, and he's a Democrat from Rhode Island, and he's got a so-called bipartisan bill – that will ensure a three-month extension of the federal benefits program. And he said that the measure is going to stimulate the economy and alleviate what he called the mental torment suffered by those long-term unemployed who now feel abandoned.
2: Mental torment?
1: So this is all an appeal to your emotion. It's an appeal to pity.
2: Mental torment.
1: And it is. It's a very rough job market caused by government intervention. So appeal appeal to your pity and extend these benefits first. Another
2: term for bipartisan is a double-team. I'm sorry, I have to say it.
1: It's true. It's it's definitely true. Uh, Then there's this issue of inequality, right? So there's poverty, unemployment, inequality. And inequality is an issue that has been taken up, I think, effectively by a number of objectivists recently. Mm -hmm. I referred to you on my blog um, I gave you a link to Jerome Brook and Don Watkins' yep. blog over at capitalism.ainran.org. Nice Jerome in particular, has been doing talks addressing the issue of inequality directly. And he also, uh, indirectly, through criticism of Mike Lee, was talking about the issue of inequality, that <laughs> Mike Lee himself yep. is vulnerable. If the liberals in the Senate come up to him and say... This is terrible. There's poverty, there's inequality. Mike Lee, what is your answer? He's going to go right? But
2: talk about inequality. Look at Washington, look at the rest of America. Look at the way politicians live and the way they, you know, deal with the laws, look at the rest of America. Look at the way they get away with murder. That's absolute inequality. And that's what people should hit back with. Say, "Wait, you you talking about inequality, you mean from Washington and us from politicians and Americans, you mean." That
1: inequality, right? That's that's yeah. getting to be how it is right now, yeah. is that the inequality behind the so called ruling class, yes. which would be the actual politicians in Washington and all the lobbyists and cronies around them that just fund that whole racket. And of, they're very of slavery. you know, they're very buddy
2: buddy behind the scenes. You always hear them. They're I mean they're they're like, Oh, he's my friend, he's my friend. When you got wait, wait that guy's friend with this guy? How the hell is that possible? And in front of the cameras, oh, those Republicans are terrible, and then they go behind the scenes, they probably cackle. They probably cackle.
1: I have no idea what they do behind the scenes. The other person who's been talking about inequality a lot is Harry Binswanger. He just had an op-ed on Forbes, and Robert NYC just put the link up in the chat room over at Blog Talk Radio, a Forbes piece called um, Obama saying to Americans, you don't deserve to be free. Uh, In essence. Yeah, and, and that, if, if you're going to push the issue of inequality, <laughs> you are basically saying it's government's job to make everybody equal, yep. and, which, is impossible, which is not, which is not possible. Yeah. Everybody is not equal. Right? I don't have equal art talent to Bosch. Bosch doesn't have equal talent to writing about privacy issues that I do. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, people, people are not equal. And all you're going to do when you try to make people equal is you're going to violate their rights time and time again. You're going to steal. You're going to hamper product productivity. You're going to...
2: It's a, it's a denial of the superior and the inferior. I mean, it's a denial of that, of that reality. There are some people who are superior. They're smarter they're better they're they're more moral
1: they're and, it's, and not they that that the go, it's not that the government should favor the smart but the point is is that you are never going to get rid of actual existing inequalities between people no. and you know this idea that you can through government somehow Take, you know, take charge of inequality, all you're going to be doing is violating rights more and more and more. You're going to hamper productivity, go, you know, and you're going to reduce the opportunity for real charity, yeah. which is the true moral answer for situations of poverty and income inequality. And they
2: go after those who are clearly better in a lot of ways, clearly. I mean, everyone can agree on that, they are superior. They will go after those specifically.
1: No, definitely, and and that's what they do. They uh, there's a lot of resentment, a lot of class warfare that's going on out there, and and, you know, they, and, 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 and they plan. And this is what the Democrats plan that. to do this year and, uh, is to the feed on all of it.
2: Michael them. Hurd wrote wrote something uh, uh, earlier, and he, and he's the one who actually uh, cited the uh, Peggy uh, Noonan's uh, crap argument against it, but uh, about the idea that. Um, the resentment and and, and and fear and all this, and, it, and they're stoking it. And the Obama's America has created far more of that, far more of that. And this is part of the whole thing, to get Americans angry at those who have, which is why de Blasio probably gets elected, why Obama gets elected. I mean, it's disgusting, but this is, this is the nature of it. This is what we're dealing with.
1: Anything to try to establish that it's the government's job yeah. To, to
2: come to the rescue
1: to come to the rescue of people as a group yeah. and to encourage you to identify yourself with a group yeah. i'm the 99 percent against yeah. the one or and, whatever
0: people, it is protect people
2: from the reality that exists from the reality that they're not as gifted or whatever as as talented as as the other person they can't make as much or they haven't been make, so that it is what it is but they want to protect them from that idea and just give them a whole load of money and who knows i'm sorry I just i'm necessarily um
1: Yeah, apparently first order of business for Senate is going to be this bill. And it says, In a clear sign that the Democrats plan to make poverty and inequality major issues in this year's congressional midterm elections, Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader, told a reporter in his home state of Nevada earlier this week that the bill is going to be put to a vote when the Senate reconvenes on Monday.
2: He's still alive, Harry Reid? Yeah, Yeah.
1: apparently. So... They say now it might be pushed back to Tuesday or Wednesday, but that's a huge commitment for them. They want to do it pretty much first thing. And I want to see, how can Mike Lee, how can Ted Cruz Cruz argue argue with this and say it is not the government's job to alleviate poverty? Now, if they say, oh, well, we have this other plan that will help to alleviate poverty better, but it'll be cheaper, Mm -hmm. they're conceding the enemy's premise right there. Absolutely. Once you concede that it's a government's job, right, to alleviate poverty, to somehow make inequality go away.
2: I mean, think about this. I mean, how often do we think about the poor? quote unquote, the poor. I, I don't personally. I don't. I don't think about the poor. I never have. I never have. I've been poor. You know what I mean? I am. <laughs> In a lot of ways, I'm a, I'm a struggling artist. But what I'm saying is this: this idea that we are bound to always, no matter how good we're doing, is to think of the poor and do something about it.
1: Well, and and, you know, know, think of the timing of it. Now, first of all, they're doing this for an election year.
2: And one thing, sorry, they don't give a damn about the poor. But go on.
1: Yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah, they don't. No, they don't. And it's it's all about keeping power. But they're doing it in an election year, in a time when they know
2: that their policies have made.
1: Well, no, that the Republicans. The, Repo- oh, yeah, have the Republicans have no answer. No, no, the Republicans,
2: no, but, also, but, they, but
1: they don't have an answer to no, these issues. No, absolutely not. No, no,
2: no, you're right. That's why. But also because now they know that Republicans have an edge because people are sick of Democrats. That's the only reason why Republicans might might win big. It's not. It's not for any other reason. They're sick of Obama. Sick of Obamacare. Sick of Democrats. Sick of Pelosi and Reid. Well, no, but they are. Yeah. So now they're like, well, let's make up, bring up some things which they don't have an argument for. Probably. I mean, who knows? Some some mastermind on the left probably came
0: up with that.
1: Well, and, and it remains to be seen how the stock market's going to do as the year goes on. But at the very end of last year, beginning of this year, the stock market was doing really well and hitting all these record highs. I think 51 record highs during 2013 or something. Yeah, that's not sustainable. And, that's not. well, I mean, we don't know how sustainable or it is or isn't, whatever. But – I think a lot of times they think, oh, yeah, the stock market's doing great, we're having a recovery, so now we can start singing the refrain of the poor and inequality and stuff again, and that's what we're going to use to keep power. But they just so know. Powerful. They know that the Republicans have no answer to this, and I but, think that's the, the primary reason but, that they bring it up. I'm
2: sorry, let me ask you, though. Do you, do you, I mean, do you ever think about the poor? Have you thought about that in your entire life? I mean I if I think about it sometimes I yeah, I think people should be better off and maybe they should do something more, they should be allowed to be free to get Yes. But as a as a constant refrain from, from left and right that we must do something about those who don't have
1: Oh gosh. This no. is
2: just I mean I never ever ever thought about it.
1: In no, any no, serious I mean, way. You know, I'm on my own plate. You always think ways. about it as you know, giving giving to charity when you can and stuff like that. But they have been raping us for so long that the idea of having a lot of extra money lying around to do that, I don't yeah. know. Hi, who's this? Can I it's two.
4: Amy, it's Jonathan.
1: Hi, how are you, Jonathan? Hey, Good Jonathan. to hear from you in the new year as well.
4: Well, congratulations to you and Bosch on a terrific 2013. <laughs> your your influence continues to grow, and the ideas you spread uh, continue to have such Amazing impact. So congratulations to you. I really look forward to the show in twenty fourteen. I, I wanted to make one quick comment if I could on the poor. It just immediately made me think of that wonderful clip of Ayn Rand uh when asked uh and it's available on YouTube when asked her feelings about the poor and doesn't she hate the poor and doesn't care about the poor and she she makes some remarks but then she quotes I believe it was the Reverend Ike. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
1: Is, 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 this, is this the, the one where she says that in a free society, if you want to help the poor, nobody will stop you? Or the poor will no, help
2: the poor?
4: No, no. She, uh, uh, it's available on YouTube. Does did Ayn Rand hate the poor? She, you know, she says she says she quotes the Reverend Ike. The best way to help the poor is not to be one of them.
0: Wow.
1: Well, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and is it, what is. What is the best way? It's it's to produce and then have enough surplus in what you produce so that you can enjoy all you want and have some to give away to them, right?
2: If you want, but Indeed. also for them, yeah. for them to be inspired. Also, I mean, I mean, that's a whole thing. This idea that people will be perpetually poor for the rest of their lives—that is just that's an, it's an evil idea. But that's what we're trying to be pushed on, you know that the poor are the poor, and they will always be the poor.
1: Right. Bosh, it's, it's, Bosh, is, Bosh is making a good point here. People could, for instance, see you, Jonathan, right? So you're running a successful hedge fund, and I th- I think you've got a lot of followers all throughout oh. Twitter and everywhere else who admire what you do, and there's a lot of kids who could be inspired and say, I want to go to school if there is school that actually teaches them how to do what you do, but, you know, I want to learn what he's doing, how to do it, and I want to go be a successful hedge fund manager yeah. myself
2: no, but to be inspired yeah and that's a, and that's the whole thing i mean the, 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 you're poor it's like a disease you are poor and that's that it's, it's, it's a, a it's sick it's idea like,
1: like it's a terminal yeah. now there are some people yeah who will through no fault of their own be poor for the yes. rest of their lives yes. but then you're right what is the answer for them how do you help them you help them by not being poor and having money to give them can we try the audio do you want to try, try. the audio of this? Hey, Jonathan, can we put you on hold here for a second? We're going to try to yep, play the audio. Please. Bosch is going to try to bring please, it up here, so we'll see do. what we got. Okay, great. I hope it
2: works. Okay. I hope it works. It's, let's
1: let's do it. Thanks.
2: The sound has Jonathan, we may
1: come back to you after.
2: So let me just press it here. And,
1: yeah, press it, it and see what we get. See what we get. It's about a minute. I hope it works. I hope it works. More volume? All right. next
0: question is, what do you reply
2: when someone says to you, You hate the poor and disadvantaged, don't you?
5: Nobody has ever come close enough to me to say such a thing. (laughs) I don't hate the poor. I just don't think that they're the best thing in life and that one should tailor everything for their convenience. And here I'd like to quote a very interesting person, if you've heard of him, the Reverend Ike. He is a black evangelist and a remarkable one because he preaches not suffering and submission, but success. And he tells his congregation that every man can succeed in what he understands, what he can do. Reverend Ike's statement about the poor is as follows. The best way to help the poor is not to be one of them. That's great. That's great.
1: Is that the end of the clip? Yeah. yeah. And there's another way in which not being one of the poor helps the poor, and that means that you are not taking any of the charity that could be made available to other people who are poor, perhaps, again, through no fault of their own, people who have disabilities and things like that. So if if you can work, work. The best way I'll to help him is
0: not to do it. Us. Yeah,
1: let's go ahead and give Jonathan a follow up if if he wants to. Thanks, Jonathan, yeah, for pointing a... that out.
2: Were you able to hear it, thank Jonathan? You.
4: I, I was. I hope, okay. I hope your audience was as I hope well. And, too. Uh, thank you. Thank you all and keep up the great work.
2: Thanks a
1: lot, Jonathan. Thanks very much. You take Appreciate care. It. And wishing him, of course, a happy and successful and productive two thousand fourteen as well. We have another call. Let's go ahead and Grab it. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Ed. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing fine, boy. We're hearing from a lot of our our regular listeners. Thanks. Good to hear from you, Ed. How are you doing?
6: Yeah, I've been. I uh, had to work for the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been on live. But you know, I I wanted to slightly disagree with you. I think the issue of income inequality is something that uh, people on the right could embrace. There's a lot of sort of frustration with. Um, there, there, There is a lot of frustration with wa- wage stagnation in the lower uh, two or three uh, quintiles of the uh, workforce, and that's true, um, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Mostly the reasons are government uh, interference in the, okay. you know, basically basically the cost of labor has skyrocketed over the last 40 years since Rand made that speech, but the wages haven't. So all the other things that go into the cost of employment including the taxes and the uh, you know the health care and various insurance schemes, unemployment insurance uh, taxes um, disability uh, all of those things along with um, along with the threat of losses you know uh, your lawyer know if you're going to hire someone then you, you immediately get into all of these potential lawsuits about, you know, if they turn out not to be good, can I really fire them? Well, maybe if they're, they're a whim, woman, I can't. Or maybe if they're a minority, I can't. Or maybe if they're, you know, some other protected subgroup, I can't fire them. Maybe I can't uh, fire them if they're too old or, or uh, you know, or if they, you know, we don't set up a two-year plan for their improvement, which is what my company does. You have to, It takes two years to fire somebody. So, oh my gosh. There's all, of, there's all of these things that are added to the, uh, to the cost of employing a worker, you know, Obamacare now being another huge disaster. Um, and, so, and so if you look at the cost of employment, and I read a paper on this, I wish I could find it, the cost of employing someone has gone up rather radically, but the wages, the things that people take home after taxes, the things they see in their paycheck, have stagnated. This is a real thing. Now, on the other okay. side of
1: the coin... On the other well, side here, no, here, here's, here's my question. Okay, here's my ahead. question, though. Um, sure. Could the Republicans explain that that wage stagnation is due to government intervention the way that you just did?
6: Well, one would hope. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the point is that, you know, it's not a good political strategy to say income inequality doesn't matter. This is what, you know, your own says. and And I'm certainly – I certainly agree that income inequality – in a free society does not matter, but we don't live in a free society. In fact, I read another paper that said that income inequality, you know, the difference between the, the top quintile and the bottom quintile of the uh, you know, uh, wages or, or take-home pay or wealth or whatever, um, is, is, is worse as the, com- as the country gets more and more fascist. So the, the, the more and more government controls, the more and more government handouts, the more cronious they become, The more uh, income inequality there is. Now, this is something that, if I read on the internet, I'm sure somebody like Ted Cruz could figure it out and um, get at it, and 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 basically say, "Hey, you look, you occupy Wall Street dudes. If you really care about income inequality, you should be in favor of the free market because in the free market, uh, you know, the the poor are helped with jobs, and the rich are rewarded basically as their productive achievement." (laughs) Okay,
1: um, so well, I mean, I, I, could, I, could definitely, I could definitely see that, Ed, and I could see, you know, a, a Ted Cruz getting up and saying, okay, did you see the article about the 10 wealthiest counties in the United States yeah. being centered around Washington, way. D.C.? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that that's yeah. hard. I mean, that's, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, probably if want at, at, right, Right, if but if I could see a Ted Cruz doing that and saying, if you really want to address... Income inequality to the extent it can be morally addressed, right?
6: Right. Then... I mean, it can be addressed. That's what I'm saying. The right can address it without falling into the trap. They can point to all the money that has, been, that has poured into the banks through the Fed, which right. has you know, exploded the incomes of people who, who you know, do nothing but basically uh, buy treasury bonds from the government and sell treasury bonds back to the Fed. Uh, You
1: know, I mean, that's a that's
0: a transaction that goes
1: through. Right. But I think I think I think I think think a point that should also be made along with this, you know, saying, okay, yes, there is some income inequality that can be attributed directly to government not doing its proper job, you know, government. And here it is. And here's what we can do to get rid of it. And of course, none of the Democrats will go for any of those ways. And none of the establishment Republicans will go for any of that right now. Anyway, but then you'll but also a story need to – it's a story to tell. It's a story to right, counter right. the Democrats. Of course it you is. You know, because a,
6: yeah. a, a, a counter that says income inequality doesn't matter, right, which I think is, is you know, more or less your own position. I, I, I'm paraphrasing. He, he's much smarter than that. But, you know, that's what I heard when I heard his, his talk. You know, it doesn't matter. Because people are different productive capacities, Well, that's certainly true, and I certainly don't argue about that. But from a messaging perspective, basically you're just you're just saying, you well, know, I your mean, point. I, I think
1: I think I think it would be very important, though, for you know a, a Ted Cruz to maybe he could you know he could start and he could say, let's look in today's context and what is causing the inequality in income today, and then say. Right. You know, it, it's not the things say say explicitly. It is not the things that Obama and the Democrats say it is. And you say there is a certain type of income inequality that is proper, and the government has no business trying to make equal. But that's not Absolutely. you know. But 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 nonetheless, there's you know something we could do. So he he needs to say he would need to say something along the lines of what Uriona said as part of the message. But I could see that it would be valuable Absolutely. to. You know, to add add what you're talking about. Yeah, you, I mean, if you, you look at
6: Venezuela, for instance, uh, you know, before Chavez and after Chavez, and you, you look at the income distributions by quintile there, it's gotten way worse income inequality in in Venezuela than it was before. You know, it's these sorts of things that you could point out to people that the that the more uh, the word fascist is probably couldn't be used in a political context, but the more cronyist a uh, state becomes, the more uh, income inequality there is, and thus we should. Sub- you know, decronyize the government or something hey, like
1: I, that. I, mean, I, I think we need to start seeing the use of words socialist and fascist in the political sphere. I don't know that I would, I would hold back on that. I have a hard time getting myself to actually cuss. I, I actually decided in 2014 that I don't want to swear on this show anymore as much as I was kind of being drugged into it a little there's a, I have a few people who listen and they say you should swear more you should call those people whatever they are but I think I'm going to refrain because I think it's it's my natural tendency not to use the words but I'd love to see the words socialist and fascist which are strong terms I'd love yeah. to see them used in in a political context by someone like Cruz or Rand Paul or all the semi-better politicians all the, out all there. On
6: the squaring technique, just invent new words that are slightly different than the old ones and use them. <laughs> that's the, like the Battlestar Galactica way. Like
1: it. fracking and all that, yeah. Fracking. Yeah,
6: right. uh, uh, of course, yeah, fracking
1: a, has become such a good term now because of the actual technique of fracking. I know. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's great.
6: Anyway, I'm going to leave you, uh, Amy. Thanks again for doing great shows. I, I love it every week, even if I can't be here every week.
1: Great. Well, Happy New Year, Ed, and thank you very much for calling in. And why don't we go ahead and look at what we have left behind, gladly, although we're not sure what is coming next, in New York City. And that is the complete list of everything banned by Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Yikes. Now, I think that there's going to be a lot banned by the next incoming mayor as well. But think about this guy, Calling himself a Republican, trying to say, as we've talked about in prior shows in many contexts, that there's no force involved. He's not forcing anybody in this, but he's banned a ton of stuff. Here it is. Smoking in commercial establishments like bars and restaurants. By the way, again, go to my blog, DontLetItGo.com. Look at all the program notes for today's show. I happen to be looking at a Gizmodo uh, article right now, and it's called The Complete List of Everything Banned by Mayor Michael Bloomberg. So smoking in commercial establishments, smoking in public spaces, cigarette sales to those under 21, sales of so-called flavored tobacco products, smoking e-cigarettes
0: yep.
1: in public spaces. Yep. What the hell is the rationale for banning smoking e-cigarettes? Check do, out the, do you
2: know? No. Well, I have a cartoon called Ban Man. And uh, <laughs> check it out. It's called Ban Man. Just, just look up my last name, F-A-W-S-E-I-N, Faustin, Ban Man. That's all.
1: Yeah, everything that you want to say. Uh, no cars in Times Square anymore. No cars. Now, the, here's the thing: the cars in Times Square thing. I could see that being handled in a public, uh, you know, a private property context. Mm-hmm. I could see all of the businesses all around Times Square getting together and agreeing that it would be much better for their business, for the community, the atmosphere that they want to try to create there, if there were no cars. I, I could see that happening, so I could see that doing that. The fact that a government is imposing it, though, is, is no good. No cars in Times Square. Uh, cars can't drive in newly created bike lanes. I'm sure there's all kinds of bike lanes that they've increased there as well. No cars that cause congestion between below 60th Street in Manhattan. Uh, speeding in residential slow zones, as they call them. I don't know. I mean, speeding is always banned anyway.
2: Uh, he banned uh, people who were taller than him walking around the city. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah.
1: Sodium levels in processed foods. This is where you get to, to the ridiculous. Trans fats in restaurants, instead of letting me, you know, people make their own choices about this. Loud headphones. He's protecting your ears. Styrofoam packaging and single-service food items. By the way, the loud headphones, how does he know that there's not somebody who's <laughs> deaf and just needs it to right. be loud? I don't know. Collection of yard waste and grass clippings during certain times of the years can't be done. I didn't even know that one. Organic food waste can't go into landfills. Commercial music can't exist over 45 decibels. Oh, my God. So said
2: bad men will save us from ourselves. That's his goal.
0: Yeah.
1: No construction cranes over 25 years old. Huh what no matter how well maintained <laughs> right probably there was one accident by somebody who didn't maintain their equipment well, and then he's going to go ahead and ban it. How about,
2: how about noah Noah politicians running in New York for a dozen years i, I like that one yeah, I like me, that one me too Bandit. i
1: think I think we have Robert here online. Is this Robert? Yes, hi, Amy, and Bob Happy New
5: Year. so what hey, do you Robert, think happy
1: New, year. happy New year? I mean we've got. Bloomberg.
5: I didn't even know half of these until I until I read and this. Black the roof? City. Isn't that racist? City. What,
1: is, what is your excuse?
5: <laughs> right, well, roof, you know right. you know what black
1: roofs do, right? You know what black roofs
5: do. <laughs> oh yeah, we call it tar beach. <laughs> That's, I we I go oh, up head. to the top and and sit in the sun and and get a uh, get a suntan. We would call that tar beach. <laughs> but so uh, actually, I didn't know they were banned. Like that. You like that? I do actually. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Boss used... knows what I'm talking about. I <laughs> That's
2: right.
1: I don't know. I'm a, I'm now a wait, sun of hold, I'm a hold, hold sun on a second.
2: He, he wait. He banned...
1: black <laughs> oh, roofs. Are you serious? Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh. Man. 2009. I, it's on the list. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> I I think he did it. I think he did it because it makes it harder to air condition the buildings under which the black roofs exist, right? Because it soaks up all the heat. Is that probably why? Uh,
5: yes, po- possibly, uh-huh. but. Uh, if you try to figure out rhyme and reason from this list, oh, yeah. it's n- it's just it's just force. It's just, yeah. Or
1: may- maybe he doesn't want guy... you guys to get a sunburn. He doesn't want you to get a
5: sunburn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's so sweet. Well,
2: he's, all, he's always red-faced. You know, he's probably ashamed. Who knows? Bloomberg. <laughs> <Lindberg. laughs>
5: uh, so, uh, yes, it will get worse because uh it, you know we're in the we're in the the unfortunate situation where you know republicans do something awful and then democrats come in and exactly. make it worse bush
0: bush to
2: this guy mm. exactly sorry
5: but i i don't i still don't think that uh <laughs> new york is going to become detroit as many people are just automatically assuming will happen it, it's it will it will survive this and um uh i still think that uh you know there's too much there's too much good here that will that will outweigh that few people voted for um for de blasio by right. the way he had a, there was a very low turnout so um uh but i'm just happy bloomberg's gone for now i'll, I'll deal with de blasio when you know when when uh when the time comes but i was just really fed up with, with bloomberg he was the term fascist i mean that applies to him as yep. much as to any other politician because that's exactly yes. what he was just making dictates and um giving the the presumption of ownership uh with none of the, you know the responsibility of ownership with none of the actual power of ownership so it was
0: right. it
5: was uh and and just voting himself you know for third term so I'm happy he's gone and uh So I mean what what do, you know. do
1: you do? I mean first of all I was going to ask for your prediction. Do you think that he's going to succeed in fulfilling the promise to ban the horse-drawn carriages
5: in Central Park? Uh you know that's a good question. I mean it they have been I certainly hope not. I used to live right across the street from sure. there and I and I used to, you know, enjoy seeing that I, I, but Absolutely. I I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I I'm not good at predicting things because it, it, that is such a it's such a a it's um, an, institution it is, in an institution in New York Handsome City. It really is. It is an institution. Handsome cabs, New I mean York. it really is and, and yep. but and, and it makes, you know, tourists come here for that. So yes. I really don't I don't know how that will go, but that's a good—that's a good test of him taking the lead from Bloomberg and Obama, yeah. frankly, and just making mandates. You know that okay? Right. I want to do this. I want to do this. And but also, uh, one thing,
2: sorry, Robert. One yeah. thing also pretending and that I, things were pretending that things were horrific before he got here. and Now he's going to save the day type yeah, thing. You know
5: exactly. And Bloomberg exactly. Is,
2: yeah. Bloomberg was a piece of crap, no doubt. But this guy's going to make it worse eventually.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah he will, and and. I think he's going to get one of the things we'll see is he's going to get exposed for uh for what he is inexperienced yeah. and and just uh uh obviously uh, you know Marxist I yeah. I think that will come out as much as they try to hide it so uh, so I don't think he'll I don't think he'll succeed in getting you know many of the many of his measures passed well. so that's my yeah. That's my uh, that's my. Well, take what I'm on also
1: that. I'm hope I'm hoping that if he tries to do a lot of these terrible things, that he's going to get a lot of pushback. Yes.
5: But, Yeah. I I I, yeah. I, I hope so too, and that's one reason I'm staying. You know, that's going to be one of my goals is to yeah. is to fight that. Whereas in the past, I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in local politics. You know, I just thought more. Of, you know, let's deal with education and and higher ideas. And now. We're running out of time, and I think New York is a good—it's a good barometer for that for that kind of fight, you know. Which is one of the many reasons I'm staying to 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 see this fight. So, um, so yeah, that's 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 my take on that. And can I talk about whole thirty?
1: Oh yeah, you can talk a little bit about whole thirty. We got <laughs> we got a couple no. minutes, but take, take oh. a couple take take a couple minutes because then I want to get into a couple good news stories yes. that show okay. basically that. Reality is going to show that we have truth on our side on some important issues this year. Yes,
5: Yes, we do. No, just a whole 30. I think it's an incredible idea. And you do find the first week is the toughest. You do find the cravings and the addictions really come out. For me, my biggest problem was coming off of it. So Mm. I think you guys will do well. Just, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and and uh I bet you by next Friday you'll you'll be feeling you'll be in a groove. I I I've done it several times and the first few days is really especially the first time I've done it the first few days were the toughest. So and just the last thing I'll say I made it I made a donation today and my as long as you have a show I'm going to be making a donation every uh yeah. Every year for you guys. So wow. keep up the good Thanks work.
2: Thanks a lot, Robert. Appreciate that. Thank I, you so much.
1: I, I really appreciate that, Robert. And one of the things that that's going to get you in the coming year is, again, you'll have access to all of the podcast recordings
0: Even of then, the yeah. Tammy
1: Bruce appearances. And I understand from speaking with Tammy recently that there's going to be several of those yep. in the coming year. So we definitely appreciate it. Good, and we, good for you. Thank, Thank you. Laura, yeah, we, pl- we plan Thank to you. provide value in exchange as well, and, and continuing to try to improve the show. One of the things that I would like to do this year, and I think I'd like to do it after this current cold that I'm suffering from finally passes, is do a video. I, I look a little bit still like Rudolph right now, but <laughs> no, I'd like no. to <laughs> I'd like to get beyond that and actually do a video for you guys, which is what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. But let's let's talk about the last point that I want to make, which is going into 2014. Yes, we need to. Tell these thieves that we we mean business. We definitely mean business here. I don't think I muted him properly. I did something weird. Sorry. I didn't click the right thing. No, I didn't even hear anything, so this is good. Uh, we, we are the NSA. We were spying oh. on Robert for about 10 <laughs> seconds there. <And> we heard. <laughs> now I think I have finally succeeded in uh, hitting the right button there, but – yeah, and, and now he's hung up on us. Anyway, he's like, you will not spy on me. <laughs> Never. I am a free man. Is that what they said in the, the, right. the prisoner, right? No, number six. Let's not talk about the prisoner either. That's a great wine.
2: Yeah. We
1: can't have wine either. That's
2: true. Ugh. Yeah, the prisoner is, is great wine. It's great wine. I'll be back.
1: Anyway, part of, part of what we're going to do not you dare. No cheating while I'm on the air and I can't see you. So, one of the things that we're going to do in keeping these people accountable to reality,
2: yes. Of course, keep, well keep accountable to reality. Yes. Keep,
1: keep them accountable to reality. Keep calling yes. them on what they're doing. These Orwellian people who think they have the right to spy on us without any probable cause or particularized suspicion—they're
2: renegades from keep reality.
1: Pointing out what they're doing. Keep pointing out that to these liberals who are our allies, that the fact that they undermine property and contract rights has gotten us where we are in this no privacy yes. mess. So there's that. Uh, keep telling these establishment Republicans that they can pretend that they are members of a Republican Party that has a heritage mm. of being for smaller, limited government, but that they are full of garbage and that we are going to continue to call them on their thievery. That's right, it's thievery by Republicans as They are well.
2: full of government.
1: <laughs> I like that. They are. They're yeah. they're full of themselves, which is full of government, which is full of themselves, which is yep. full of and they they don't want the gravy train to stop and we Absolutely. are going to call them on it. Yes. Time and again, even if we can't win yet. Exactly even if right. we can't win yet. You we, fight
2: you, you fight when it might even have an effect. I mean and, ultimately.
1: And it's gotta be different, right? Because Craig has made, you know, a, a legitimate observation about this idea of Craig, uh, Craig who's the listener to the show he, right. he said you, you can't beg for your freedom no we're not begging for our freedom we are calling a spade a spade Absolutely. we are calling a spade a spade we are telling these people what they are doing to us and to everyone else and we are going to pronounce it as wrong we are going to pass judgment on it so Condemn sorry it. and we're going to show you that reality is not on your side so for instance I have the last few stories over at my blog at don'tletitgo.com under the program notes for today's show. Two of the stories are about so-called global warming or climate change, and then one about Obamacare. Uh, about the climate change story, you may have been following this icebound ship, the story of this icebound ship that was on a global warming mission. Right, That's
2: hilarious. <laughs> And they were frozen out.
1: Um, actually, it's, it, I don't know why New Zealand is all into this. I, I have a, a friend on Facebook from New Zealand, but it looks like it was a Russian ship, so they must have been near the North Pole.: Not.: and the, They were
2: quote unquote "globing warming scientists." Or maybe not.
1: There's someone. Sorry, prov-
2: climate change scientists, excuse me. Climate
1: change scientists. It's a Russian ship. It's a professor of climate change at the University of New South Wales. And where are they? Where are they stuck? Where is it that they've been stuck and they've had to be rescued from? I thought it was North Pole, but is it South Pole?
2: North, North Antarctic, yeah. it says. And, the, and they were basically caught there and they were trying to prove something and they got frozen, frozen out. Yeah. They got, they got, so they got trapped. So basically
1: they, they anticipated because of global warming that there would not be the ice there that no. was there that trapped them. This is damn funny. Yes, yeah, hilarious. And now, the problem with, right, so reality is – on our side, this idea that there is not adequate ice there. You no, know, you
2: no, know, sorry, reality can't speak for itself. That's why we have to. That's why our true teller right. honestly we'll always have to call right. them out, always.
1: And the, the main story about this, I mean, you know, obviously one funny story about this is, is the irony of they're going to go and prove that there's not enough ice there by <laughs> right. doing this expedition, and they got <laughs> yeah. stuck in the ice, and they have to be uh, saved. hilarious. And, you know, they have to be saved by carbon-burning. I mean, they vessels, should make a movie about
2: it,
0: like right? a comedy.
1: It would it would be great. Yeah. So there's that story. But the, I think the bigger story is the number of news outlets that have reported about this without, without mention, mentioning yes. what the expedition was about, yes. without telling that us. That they were
2: climate change scientists.
1: Climate change scientists.
2: Yes, whatever the hell that means. I mean, come on.
1: So if you see the story at Newsbusters, which is the one that I linked to over at my blog at DontLetItGo.com, you can read about all of the various news outlets they talk about cnn and abc fox news everybody else and it it shows that they have omitted yep this very important fact which
2: they're lying makes I mean...
1: makes the story what it is i mean it's not just a rescue of some people who happen to get stuck these are people who thought according to their theory that they would not get stuck <laughs> right. and they did so i thought that was great uh hat okay, tip hilarious. to glenn on facebook who was talking about the new zealand news coverage of of this story just another one that i threw in there for fun Uh, winnipeg is the home province or town of leonard peacoff whom we know we all know and respect and it turns out that the temperatures in winnipeg of late have been as cold as temperatures on the planet mars wow
2: I mean, when I was on Mars, it was cold, but man, this is, this is colder.
1: It says it's been As really cold? cold in southern Manitoba. Yeah, Mid- Winnipeg is a town I've been in it. Um, town, city, I'm not sure. Uh, temp- temperatures in Winnipeg have hovered around negative 31 degrees Celsius. Celsius, yesterday afternoon. Wind chill values have dipped at or near negative fifty earlier in the day. Global cooling. Still hovering around negative forty in the afternoon. Meanwhile, roughly two hundred million kilometers away, NASA's one tug nuclear powered robotic curiosity has explored it there. And the temperature is negative twenty-five to thirty one Celsius. That's funny. So yeah, if it's if it's so cold, I don't know how we're having this global warming but whatever. Another thing that you need to know about is Obamacare. The truth about the effects of Obamacare is continuing to come out. And in particular, Obamacare will not, contrary to the claims by the politicians who promoted it, it will not reduce emergency room usage. Of course, we anticipate that. The story that I've linked to over at the blog, don't let it is from reason.com. And it talks about a number of studies oregon california the oregon one is interesting please go read about it where they have shown that if you uh, suddenly give coverage to these people they just go to the emergency room more yep.
0: Yep.
1: so it's just going to get worse everything is a big lie about obamacare but i didn't need to tell that to this audience one more thing before we go check out kira peekoff on fox news today she did a really nice job but we've got about 18 seconds Again, go to the blog, DontLetItGo.com, leave comments on the show, support the show, and Happy New Year, everyone.
2: Check out my uh, piece on quote-unquote Muslim superiors on PJ Media. Thanks.
1: Yep, it's on the front page. Take care.